boys hello what is going on i have a question for you who's that let's start with zach okay that's me if uh if you could have a superpower mm. just one but anyone what would it be tiktok right off top of your head uh you i would blast holes in walls with farts wow that's that oddly specific power. yeah and and only really believable because it, you're you what's <laughs> fucked up things. is you had this answer you were just afraid to give it you, you've thought, thought about this i thought about a lot what's more fucked up is you've been blasting farting. holes and things with farts like since i got here today yeah, it's actually been, i think that's why it came out of my head <laughs> that, that chinese like, food gave you that superpower it did that's how you get it <laughs> it did I, I would i would want i would want the ability to like play with electricity i want electrical power like generated or like manipulate all manipulation of electricity so then i can just run around on the internet you see you want to be dr doom yeah that's cool that's a good one what about you jeff what's your superpower oh i would want to mind not only mind read have the ability to get into your brain oh fuck for up to 10 minutes oh fuck Mm. you want to talk about this is just a ride can you imagine the ride that would be some, <laughs> some people's head that would be somebody amazing. steals your car and goes for a joy ride but it's your body <laughs> 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 jeff dude look at Rode that hard, so bro. Jeff wants to possess people. Okay. What, what about you? What's your? They don't have to even know I'm there. <laughs> Ideally, they wouldn't. <laughs> right. Otherwise, the the nature of their mind would be, might be a little turbulent. They'd probably yeah. come get you afterwards after the ten minutes. What's yours? I would. Uh, I think uh, instant teleportation Ooh. to anywhere. Okay. Over all the other powers that the yeah. possibly could be. Dude, imagine what you could do. You could definitely there's be nowhere, real quick. There's nowhere off limits to you if you can teleport anywhere. You can like, travel. Hell yeah. To the moon. I want to be Nightcrawler, 100%. Mars. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that says a lot about our personalities, I guess, too. I like it. <laughs> so before we jump into stuff, like, how you guys been? It's been another time where it's been an extended Good. period since we've seen each other. You and I, not so much. It's been a ride, yeah. yeah I was, what uh, fucking, what episode number is this? We 19. Didn't even, we didn't state that. 19. We're 19 now. Jar 19. Nice. We can drink in British Columbia. <laughs> I went to the mountains for a few days with my dad, did a little uh, early season deer hunting, then had to come back. Yeah. Um... I missed your guys' show. We did. Family stuff going on. Um, yeah. We see where your allegiance lies. Mm-hmm. What's that? So we see where your allegiance lies. Fucking <laughs> fucker. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Love your father. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Well, yeah, we had our... How our was thing. it? How was it up there? It's beautiful. It's yeah. always rained. I'm sure it's probably snowing right now. I'm, and yeah. Of course, I'm headed back up when we're done here today. Fucking A. And I, will, I won't be back till, well, a while. You basically yeah. live in the mountains now. As your, Pretty as much. your mission, yeah. Yeah. Either living in the mountains or out in the country. That was not your life for 27 years. You were, <laughs> yeah, that was my, you know, lick of the sugar cube is being able to get outside. Yeah. So yeah. it feels good, right? Well, not outside. A, not, okay, I was outside a lot. Usually, you know, in the middle of an intersection and 40 mile an hour <laughs> winds with rain going sideways. Jeff fucking, he can handle all the weather, but he hates the wind. He can handle it, but he fucking, fucking hates, hates the, the wind. wind. You can't prepare for it. <laughs> It's impossible. Ever since I met him, he's like, just fuck the wind. Let yeah. me in the house. I can eat, get out of the wind. <laughs> I love the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you like all the things that people are like. I don't have the reason. The wind inspired me to start my first blanket drive. Oh, though. nice. So, Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, too, actually. So, uh, yeah. Well, but th- we should probably talk about the elephant in the room real quick, though, I think, too. Uh, which is the shade near death, dude? I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not that fat. I'm just bloated. He's <laughs> not anymore. I'm got that <laughs> giant tusks giant thing taken out of him. Nose. You're not an okay. elephant. 
So Shaden had a Siamese twin. Um, <laughs> he was just made aware of this about six months ago because it started actually responding to him mm-hmm. within his mind. He thought he was crazy. There's Adventures Brothers where um, like his twin was inside him just gnawing at him yeah. for years, learning, <laughs> learning. <Yeah>. Spontaneously <laughs> started to grow. It sounds like some shit that take would actually happen to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, take us back to uh, a couple weeks ago now for us. Okay. So, yeah. Here's, here's, here, there I was. There he was. Uh, we got to play at a really cool um, historic theater for an award show. This country award, country music award thing that we got nominated for, even though we're by no means a country band, I don't think. We are now. Yeah, yeah but we are now. We're yep. Cowboys. Which Yeehaw was the Bing Crosby forever. Theater for people that don't know. Bing Crosby is from Spokane. Right. Yep. Yeah. Used to be so, known as the Metropolitan Theater until they gave up Tethy. that ghost. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to die to become truly famous. That's yeah. that's just the way it if is. If you want a theater named after anyway, sorry. And I almost did. I almost right. pulled it off. You trying. The Shade and Hushman <laughs> Theater was <laughs> almost rechristened. <laughs> I would have worked hard for that, just so you know. Yeah. The Pooh Bah Theater. I appreciate that. <laughs> I got your back. The Jeff Poo-Bah and I would have dedicated <laughs> 10, 20 years to that. So, uh, yeah, so we sound checked like mid afternoon, and I was doing fine and, and uh, ripping around, exploring. And then I started feeling like I was having like some gnarly gas, you know? And that's, I was like, uh, no big deal. Like, I'll just kind of let it work its way out and it just steadily got worse and worse and worse and to the point where like I couldn't sit still and it was killing me uh, little did I know literally yeah, almost yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I threw up in the bathroom I remember you you came in and question in the on green pain bathroom. could you tell it was a giblet or did it feel like you had like gas pains I'm just curious it for that period, it just hurt all over, like my entire abdomen. And later on, it settled down into where you would expect it to be for the appendix. Into like the it, was, it all kind of became localized. But okay, uh, but yeah, at that Continue. point, it was just my whole abdomen was just like fuck, you know. But uh, I I was in the bathroom, kind of hiding out because I was feeling super nauseous, and I was like, well, I better be near the toilet in case you got to let her rip, you know. And <laughs> Zach comes in in the other stall. He's like, dude, how you feeling? I'm like fucking terrible <laughs> and he's like we don't have to do this man i was like yes we do and then i proceeded to fucking puke my guts out and like 20 minutes later we went out and, and we played our set and you kicked its ass it was awesome <laughs> i guess i was it was just kind of a, a, been blur a blur of awfulness for me but but yeah and then i i still was being stubborn because i hate fucking going to the hospital for anything and and i was I, I hate worse going to the hospital when you didn't need to you know what i mean so i was just like i'm gonna give this every chance to work itself out which is probably not wise but i so i went home it's not the advice you give to other people no it's yeah. the advice you i take. don't endorse it i just chose that for myself because i'm i'm a masochist right. but uh yeah so i went home for about an hour and a half and uh, i laid there and just con- got worse and worse and worse to the point where like i i finally decided to go because i pressed in in the appendix area and it hurt more when I pushed on it, but when I let go, it about sent me through the roof. Like Ooh. I was like my my top lip started sweating, and I was oh, just boy. like, oh, okay, all right, I gotta go get some help, you know. So I went in, and it's like ten thirty at night at this point. I went into the ER, and uh, uh, I had surgery at five in the morning. Yeah. So I was just sort of in one flavor of agony or another all, all fucking night. I puked again at like four in the morning. I had been telling him, no, I don't want pain meds. Like, fuck off with that. Cause I just have, I'm, I don't like narcotics right. in my body if I can avoid it. So I'm just like, no, I'll fine. I'm just tough it out. I'm fine. Like it'll be fine. You know? And they're like, well, 
you really need to take something because you're going to go into surgery and your body needs a fucking break for a minute. Like you've been <laughs> suffering all night. And I was like, no. And then I like dozed off. I managed to doze off and I woke up and I was like, fuck, I'm going to puke right now. And so I stood up out of the hospital bed, grabbed my IV stand and just like dragged it into the bathroom and just like puked in the toilet, Uh, made it to the toilet, but like had the IV stand in my hand and the toilet in the other. So my hair is just right in the line of fires. I'm just like, I'm like, oh dude, it was such agony. Like puking Uh, with your appendix, like about to burst was so terrible. Fucking bodies. So then I let him give me pain meds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At that point I was like, okay, I give. I submit uncle (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah they got me in i was uh i was a little bit scared going into it i'd never been put under for anything in my life i've the surgeries i've had before i've just been awake for so wow and you Um, did great yeah i came out of it like they were like dude you came out of that like fast like you were like like you you woke up and usually people are like where am i what's going on you woke up and you were like where's my clothes when can i leave are we done are we good how'd it go i'm still here so we must have succeeded right this is in another dimension this isn't hell wow three holes cool okay can i go now they're like yeah get out yeah then they did they kicked me out and by the way we did we we got one trophy that night uh, for best performance, which is yeah. crazy that he was hurt, <laughs> but we got one trophy, and guess who gets to keep that trophy for yep. that kind of? Yeah, uh, Shaden's keeping that trophy. It lives at our practice pad now. Oh <laughs> fuck, he didn't even want it. <laughs> Shaden doesn't care about trophies. No, just reminds him of his gallbladder. Uh, probably, it's like I don't want that. That's the, fucking the painful. S- night. The Sex Pistols never won anything. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Didn't expect to hear that, but that's fair. <laughs> fuck. So it's been a yeah, and then we also had a our two day event for Sovereign. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was the thing. After, right after they were explaining the surgery to me, and and I was like, okay, so listen, <laughs> I've got this event coming up this weekend. This was a Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Sunday, 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 Sunday night, night. So Monday, Monday morning, morning yeah, yeah, when I left the hospital, and I'm like, hey, uh, I've got this thing this weekend, and uh, am, am I good to play guitar and like sing at this at this show? And they were like, well. Yeah, you know, just don't pick up anything remotely heavy and like no sudden. You He's know, a singer; like, he doesn't do gear anyway. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. At all. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay. And I was like, so I also do this thing with like a staff that's on fire, <laughs> they're like, and, no. and they're like, absolutely not, me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we said yes to the guitar. That's as far as you can go. So no I way to do, do the that. fire dancing stuff. But uh, and I probably went. I I almost definitely went too hard when we were performing anyway. But I didn't bust anything open so it, it seemed, I, I counted a success was it no friday night? trails hanging out yeah, good, yeah, yeah was it friday night or saturday night at the end of it you're like ouch both yeah was it yeah saturday I especially yeah, saturday, where like, i was just like oh fuck, yeah, fuck. <laughs> but yeah yeah that was our weird experiment and uh and you lived yeah the show was yeah. awesome though i mean there were periods of awkwardness yeah oh sure. the, the circus we were, yeah, yeah the circus yeah because <laughs> we were but we were trying a lot of new shit but ultimately like i felt like it went great that oh, was fun. I can't I had, wait to do I another blast. one. Yeah. Even, even though it all hurt, I had a, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, and we got to see Paul Folks and a few of the other uh, on Friday night. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And all three of us have our gifts now, Paul. So thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. I would never expect anything. Else. Yeah. Particularly from like somebody I don't actually know. Right. So. Yeah. I thought it was super awesome. It was, uh, it, it had a little bit of special significance to me because it was heavy metal magazines that he gave us. And he said they were from his dad's collection, right? Which I think I thought yeah, was cool. I think so. Yeah. I was like, yeah, right on shit from the eighties. But the, 
heavy metal magazines was the I first magazine that had nudity in it. Right. First that, Tingle that, magazine that I ever fucking got in trouble for having in my possession because <laughs> I took it out of my stepdad's collection back in the day. So I was like, oh, how nostalgic. From that same No era. one can stop me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen a boob and nothing yeah. will be the same again. And, and it was less exciting now. I'm like, yeah, I've seen crazier shit than this on the internet since then. But at the time I was like, wow. Oh, fuck yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember Sears catalogs were the thing where you're like, well, I, mm-hmm. I think a nipple is right there. I think that's where the nipple is. Yeah. Like, Fuck. But heavy metal, they're like, here's the nipple. We yeah. drew seven. Yeah. Drew seven <laughs> yeah, nipples. Exactly. What was really fun is that you, I mean, Jeff's not a big sci fi guy. There's a handful no, of things that he'll embrace, but this one meant something to you, too. Yeah. Heavy metal was what the first, I don't know, it wasn't the first animated movie. It was it was just an animated movie that came out, and I really like Sammy Hagar, so I yeah. went and saw that movie. And I just thought the intent of the movie was to, you know, take Rock mushrooms and, and drink and watch it. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it actually being a comic comic book book. because that was just not it's never been part of my world to be fair that is that probably was the intention of the movie for sure but (laughs) (laughs) but so so anyway to see all i'm like oh yeah oh duh i guess i probably should have figured that out i i never knew no i thought heavy metal 2000 was better than the original movie wise movie wise wise. yeah Yeah. actually in the the soundtrack for the era was pretty good too Mm -hmm. i remember buying that and there's a cool days of the new song on there and And the cover too is just the heavy metal 2000 like the whole the the dinosaur bird what are those pterodactyls that would be a a dinosaur bird dino chicken (laughs) dino chickens and the chick on it that's just like i like that quintessential 80s i was so stoked when that came out in 2000 i was so excited i didn't even know what happened yeah oh you know, okay. So it doesn't but mean as much it. to you as the, the rest of us. But no, I didn't. That's not no, it. I'm kidding. I like to throw shit at <laughs> you. I didn't know. You should. You should check now it. I want to hear the soundtrack. Yeah, it is. It's you know all the new metal kind of stuff that was out, Incubus and all that kind of stuff. But Days of New had a good song. I don't know actually if it was that good or not. But I just remember being excited for it. It was pretty. good. So now if I watch it, it'll actually be like retroactive. It's all the music will remind me of other things in my past. It'll still be a good CD. It will be a great CD. I, I it's a great CD. CD. You'll love the CD. We don't have those anymore what is right. that download it's a yeah. download <laughs> yeah in an instant download that is kind of weird that a lot of kids i mean i loved opening a record and then opening going, a to tape an, going to and opening a record a store oh, was God. phenomenal mm-hmm. it is something that that you don't get to do anymore and i, I mean was, you still can if you go to a visit like go to san francisco they'll never close that one record store they have hours on hours and hours of just nothing to do and i would just go hang out and you'd meet people and mm-hmm. you know it, it, you know that's why i learned how to you know do drugs and shit but true you know, also, so yes. it's, it's not all good but you know there you was gotta, some prostitution you gotta nav- back. navigate with care. <laughs> it was cd stores for me you know and uh i mean i got i had i had i was exposed to vinyls and cassettes and eight tracks because my dad he had some you mm-hmm. know so i was like i gained an appreciation for him but like for, it was me going out looking for music i remember going to like the cd shop or yeah. like the cd That's section of an electronic store you know and then like they had all the little stations with the headphones where you could listen to yes. samples but they wouldn't let you listen to the whole track and you're like fuck now i gotta buy it yeah <laughs> they, excellent marketing yeah excellent yeah they can't pull that off anymore the internet, no. the internet did away with that i started with tapes that was I didn't get to Cass- do records. Cassettes. Yeah. Cassettes. Yeah, I started with cassettes. I had a Walkman. Mm-hmm. I was walk around at recess with my fucking... I had like three cassettes I'd pack with me every day to school. Yeah, Fuck we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we were, were they? We were boomboxing it back then. Oh, yeah? Mono speaker boombox. They didn't have yeah. the, spe- the dual speaker boombox. God, those were tight. At that time. When you had one of those, you were the coolest kid in the school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they talked about how that got me in trouble. I do miss record stores. I miss playing record stores. 
Like that was fun. Oh, like yeah. when I was Hastings. first young. Yeah, Just I got to play. Yeah, I got to play. Well, I got to play shows there, and it was, it was fun to play in bookstore kind of area and have your CDs for sale, and then they would be for sale in that store because they're you know you had some sort of relationship. That was my experience with bookstores and stuff. I don't know. I miss all that stuff. It was yeah. kind of fun. I miss Hastings too. But I do like. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's it. But there was a, there was a couple more. But basically, Hastings and uh, Barnes and Noble actually let you play until recently, until mm-hmm. the last ten years or so. Yeah. Um, all right. Nostalgia as fuck. It was good to see you guys again. You yeah. too. Yeah. We get Seriously. to be nineteen, like you said. And we can drink in Canada <laughs> and most other countries in the world, just yeah. not in our country. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I need a passport again. Get the fuck yeah. out. Some bitch was expired. Oh no! Yeah, mm. I just realized that. I think I have uh, two or three years left on mine, but it's funny when you get to the tail end of a passport because they last for ten years. So mm-hmm. it's just like that's the, that picture looks nothing like me. Like, <laughs> I still had emo hair. <laughs> in my passport photo. <laughs> Shit, I still had hair. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to I, wear I, a hat. I didn't. Well, I have not hair since I was a wee a wee boy. Well, that's a different subject for a different time, I believe. Huh? I want to talk about your police story for this week if you're down. I'm down. Police story. Dur, dur, dur. And there's, that's a perfect theme song. 24 hour work day. 24 hour work is what day. you're going to share with us. That that can sound like. Yeah, this was the. Uh, sounds so, busy. Okay, in small in small departments, you uh, you work some hours. I mean, uh, at the agency I was at, then they they had eight hour shifts, um, but they would a lot of times you would work at least twelve, but sometimes those would turn into sixteen hour shifts. Right. Anyway, this was the one 24-hour shift that I pulled. I was It was January 10th. I don't remember which year it was, though. I believe it. Well, I do. It was 90. This was in 99. Okay. I still remember the story from 99. January 10th, 99. And I know it was January, excuse me, January 11th, because it was my second wife's birthday. I was supposed to meet her family for the first time <laughs> on this day. The rest of my department had to go to trial in Yakima for an arson case. It was only me to work the road by myself from six in the morning to two in the afternoon. Um, And there was going to be one other student resource officer working the schools. And that was it for the, for the city. This is a city of 10,000, but with the illegal immigrant population, it was about 20,000. Okay. So, that's that's a lot of people per officer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I was called in at two o'clock in the morning. Was told to just ride with another guy uh, because other graveyard other graveyard guys went home early. This is only a year or two into your career. Or? Yeah, this yeah. was yeah a few years. A couple uh, years. Okay. I was pretty new at this at this agency. Been there about a year. So graveyard guys went home. I got called in at two o'clock in the morning. My instructions were to ride with this other graveyard deputy, let, let him off at six o'clock. And then it was going to be me till two o'clock. Just don't do anything. <laughs> Just don't do anything. If you can help it, don't do anything. So I'm rolling around with this other officer. We see a guy that we know and he's walking down an alley. I instantly recognize this dude and he's a runner. Oh no. So <laughs> I, I tell him, I tell my partner, I'm like, drive around the block and come around so the passenger side is going to be facing the alley that he's that he's coming down and I'll jump out because he's going to run as soon as he sees so I'll jump out and run he won't expect it and it worked out perfect came around I see him jump out of the car 
he instantly starts running the other way, but I bite it coming out of the car. I hit, oh, yeah. I hit the hit, hit the kick plate of the door and just bite it into the gravel. But I get up, chase him down, catch him, get him into custody. So your hands are all fucking. I'm just. It was my knees. knees. My oh, right knee God was just damn. killing me. But anyway, fucking gravel. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> yeah, get, have to go book him in myself because it's uh, we don't have a jailer at that time of the day. So at two in the morning. Look him in, my knee's killing me. I finally look down at my knee and it is just compacted with gravel. Oh. It is, I mean, it's a hole in my knee. So I'm like, dude, I, I gotta go to the hospital. I gotta get this out. So I go to the hospital, get the gravel picked out, get 13 staples in my knee, some mace bandages, and a note from the doctor saying he needs to be off for a couple of days. Well, by the time I get out of the hospital, the chief is there. And I go in directly to the chief. I'm like, chief, dude, I got this injury and I can't work. He's like, you're all I got. I don't know what to say. Be careful. I'm like, but I got to go. No, I don't have anyone. I, you have to stay. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, it's an experiment in anarchy oh, for a weekend. So <laughs> the rest of the day went pretty good. Some cold calls. And it's about, it's 1.30. I'm just thinking about getting off, you know, dealing with, you know, having to meet a whole new family with a new girlfriend at the right. time. Shit. And, uh, I see this guy drive by, I'll use his first name, his name was Paul. Paul, about six months earlier, literally tried to break into my house. <laughs> and I had just had probable cause to arrest Paul for another burglary he did two days before. Way to go, Paul. Hey, Paul. And I see Paul driving towards me, who also doesn't have a driver's license. So I flip on Paul, and the pursuit begins mm -hmm. and we're so here i am thinking about going home but i could not i'm like just all of a sudden oh there's paul i need to get paul mm -hmm. with a half hour i could i could have let it go but no no fuck no i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't let it go flip on him get in a pursuit drive around town for a while he finally wrecks out the student resource officer did come to try to assist i remember paul running from his car i'm chasing behind him the student resource officer gets in front of him and just gets flattened i'm just like just like a fucking pancake oh, just gets laid out so i keep chasing him he goes into the door of a home runs upstairs he doesn't know anybody in the home he just breaks into a house oh wonderful i chase him up into a bedroom kick in the bed he slams the door i kick the door open he tries to grab my gun he comes up my waist and he's got a hold of my gun so i'm just beating him as hard as i can on the back of his head and down in his like kidney areas and stuff Jeez. and just throttling him finally got him to let go he took a can of oc and just shoved the whole thing in his face <laughs> you are the oc man yeah and uh, finally he was done <laughs> drug him out of there got him into the jail got him all he went through the process of you know cleaning him up and had the medics check him out and all that so then i had to call and explain that i wasn't going to make it to dinner because the clusterfuck of case that I just caused. <laughs> I was just, you didn't want to go to dinner oh is what really my God. fundamentally. I had so much paperwork. I could think of easier ways to get out of meeting insane. the new family. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I mean, food poisoning. I, you, know, you could have punched yourself so in then, the dick several so times. So this whole but, incident probably end, on the bed. ended probably, I mean, by two o'clock. I mean, he was in you know custody and probably on the way to jail. But I had to type all that incident out. Excuse me. I didn't have to type it out. I had to handwrite it out with this agency at that time. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that took a while. My handwriting's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and while I was typing my report, 
people start screaming back from the jail and he's doubled over in pain <laughs> oh great you caused him renal failure <laughs> no no he went to the hospital he had to have his appendix out Oh, <laughs> I burst his appendix. Apparently, he wow. connected the Shaden story to his story. Full circle. Fuck yeah! Well done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I was there for 24 hours and expected to be there for the shift at two in the morning. No way. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that? And, how, uh, but I left. I, I'm like, I, I, dude, I can't. No, okay. I've been up 24 hours. I cannot do this. And they were pissed, and I thought I was going to be in trouble. But I Has wasn't. any of them ever done a 36-hour day or whatever the fuck they were asking you to do that day? I don't know. Isn't that how uh, fucking Harry Houdini died? It, in, it wasn't the deal is like he used to let people like punch him in the stomach as hard as they could. That was like I'd one heard of his that, things. I'd heard the urban legend that he was punched when he wasn't ready, but I don't know if that's actually true. I don't, I don't know, know either. I don't know about. Yeah, I think I've heard now. that, but I thought I heard that like he let somebody do it, but like they punched him and his appendix was gonna go and then it ruptured his appendix and it killed him a lot of already our audience know because of time suck i'm sure yeah. i think he did a harry houdini episode i think yeah so that'd be cool i should us. go check that out actually i think houdini's fucking fascinating Same. he's a mental case but he's fascinating yeah <laughs> i love illusionists he, he yeah. at least he wasn't bullshit and he called people out too he's mm -hmm. like you're not a magician you fucking idiot i do that with paper clips <laughs> and you're like whoa yeah. yes <laughs> get him harry <laughs> Well, thank you for the. So you Houdini'd that guy's ass. Well done. It <laughs> <laughs> did. Uh, well, this kind of leads us into a place, the police story, because uh, you can add a lot of insight to our next thing. Here in Spokane, we have a homeless camp, or mm. I don't know, a city at this point mm. that is called Camp Hope, and is now at. It's such not a be pretty maps, name for such an awful I, I think, thing. Yeah. I think it means camp. I hope you leave. Yeah, that's what it means <laughs> to me because they're basically in my backyard. But <laughs> right, Shaden has the most uh, to deal with it. But I, I just was in a car accident right in that area uh, a couple days ago, which was rad. And Jeff, you've been there more than a few times, and you know. Well, about... it was actually in the city, so I didn't really deal right. specifically with. You camp dealt hope. with a lot of the folk, though. but yeah, as far as homeless people, I mean, that was well over. I mean, that was a large part of my job. Well, let's um, set it up. So we have in Spokane a area just right off of our main freeway, uh, well, our freeway. Yeah. That it's is, like the central. It's like two one-way streets, like mm -hmm. right in the middle of, of the city, basically. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're including the valley and, and, and the rest of Spokane, it's like like that's the that's the central getting on and off it's, point. It, yeah it's right in between spokane city and spokane valley basically yeah and right it's on a, the edge of the city it's an issue that i think that most major cities are having so this is our version of what yeah. a lot of things are happening For sure. around the country well let me add it, more to how it. many people do you think are there real quick Let's i, I honestly have no i i can't say because i honestly i don't come into town very often and i generally if i do i'm i'm not going through that area, I, wish I, didn't, I didn't happen Kruger to look. I didn't happen to look today, or have any reason to go around. So well, it's, it's a long way to say. I don't Mrs. Kirkkeeper would know. I it's bet you. Taken over roughly four square blocks at this point, and they're pretty well packed in there. And they've got like it's fences, hundreds and, and hundreds at least now. Maybe yeah. thousands. I know. I know that it's that several lot, hundred for sure. Yes, would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, I know that that lot used to be full of houses that mm -hmm. were bought out from the government the to build the freeway. They yeah, the down north-south freeway yeah. to tie it in. Yeah. Yeah. Which they're it, still though. building. They're actually getting close now. Like, they're going by my house, which is just... Are they really? Yeah. Wow. They're right by SCC. They're, like, literally building it over their parking lot right now. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some of that. So, um, we want... First of all, I mean... I want to, I want to add... Camp Hope just is one problem as far as homeless within 
Spokane. Or, or Spokane, Spokane Valley area. Yeah. I mean, the downtown still has all their same issues. Mm-hmm. And the valley now is just spreading throughout the valley. Yeah. Um, Which didn't used to be that way for a long no, time. For a long, long time, it kind of cut off not too far from where Camp Hope is. But mm-hmm. now it's it's spread out. We haven't probably had all this, this problem since Liberty the Depression. Lake. The flowery idea of Camp Hope, at least the way it was pitched, was that like, oh, we'll give them like a central place. That way they're not all over the place. They have like their spot where they can, you know, do Which what they feel good, they need to do the and have shelter of... and stuff. But it's like, yeah, but I mean, let leave aside for a moment all the problems that that creates, you know, making a concentrated area that is, you know, there's a lot that goes into that that's not sunshine and roses, but... It didn't alleviate any of the homeless problem anywhere else. It's arguably still getting worse everywhere else. Right. And we have this big conglomeration of nightmarish bullshit. <laughs> That's right attracting people city. from other places to come here and be yeah. our new neighbors. Yeah, yeah, they're basically advertising it now that it's getting so much like news coverage and shit. It's just like people from other areas have got to be looking at it and going, hmm, maybe I'll go fucking right. there. You they know? don't know how to it's handle like this. Well, they just want to be part of something, you know? too. You know, yeah. in yeah. the... Perhaps. The homeless problem is so unsolvable because people that are, aren't homeless or don't associate with homeless like regularly really don't understand the homeless community. Right. They don't understand what their wants and needs are. And most of their wants and needs aren't is a fucking house yeah. and a job right. and responsibility. They, they don't, don't want, want those things. Right. And that's okay. And nobody right. that but, feels compassionately about it wants to hear that either, even though it is the reality in my experience. Right. I've, I've spent time interacting with a lot of homeless people, not as much as you, because that was part of your job. But I actually, like, I'm not afraid to fucking talk right. to homeless people on the street. I'll, I, <laughs> I find what, it fascinating. What upsets me now yeah. is anybody that is seen homeless, now society has tagged them with, well, they must be mentally ill. Why? Because they don't want to live like you? Fuck off. Right. That's actually not true. Is mental is mental illness it's a, a vast a part, majority a, a part of drugs and is mental illness a part of homelessness yes it is sometimes mm-hmm. but not every time right but a lot of times the amount the, the, here's the bigger question what came first the mental illness or the drugs right or are they mentally ill because they're on drugs or were they mentally ill and then became and took drugs to medicate to medicate the mental illness and the answer isn't very clear on that and it's not but that's not the case for all of them either a lot of them just don't want to be some of it's probably that you know you're a product of your environment after a certain amount of time too you know what i mean like if you're like it's a stressful environment living in in an urban center and being a homeless person because there's a lot of facets to it that people don't fucking think about like territorialism you know like it's like oh where you decide to do your thing as a homeless person whether it's panhandling or finding a place to sleep it's probably somebody else's spot that they found before and they'll roll your ass for for trying to take over their spot you know and it's like okay so that kind of fucking stress and like having to navigate that all the time would make me mentally ill so Mm -hmm. i gotta remember a police story i got a police story directly related to that that i won't tell right now but i do have it well if it comes up in this conversation yeah uh, the idea is like with Camp Hope, there's so many people trying to come up with solutions for what what people have decided is a problem. It is a problem. I mean, it's it's become a big problem for, yeah. in a lot of different ways. Uh, how, what do you guys think is the solution as far as, I mean, have you heard anything proposed well, that sounds reasonable? Or you know, do you have anything oh, yourself God, that I'd sounds love to better? Interview on, um, so... Having a central, lo- have a having a location for them to go for people who don't want to be part who of don't want to be society, part of society basically. is fantastic. Putting that location in the middle of society is a huge fucking problem because that then promotes the lifestyle to 
steal people's shit and steal from stores and beg. But if you move them out of that location, give them the area to go live. And I, and I say even supply it with bathrooms and garbage. Uh, that makes sense. Keep it sanitary. To pay somebody for some upkeep, but let them live the way that they want to live, but get them out of society so they're not victimizing society constantly. How do they eat? Well, they 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 can come buy their shit. Don't uh, come here and get crime. Do crimes. That is how a lot of people are eating right now, or they're panhandling and buying. Right. Those are the two ways that people get food when they're. Or there's well, state you assistance can, possibly too. Yeah. There's there's. A ton of state assistance. Yeah. And in this particular state, it's one of the best. They get so, the most money. So that's why they're probably right. And there's, and there's, a, lot of pro, there's a lot of programs. If you don't want to live this way, there are programs to help you not live this way. Plenty of programs. And the people that become homeless because of real reasons, like, you know, losing jobs and can't catch up or, you know, the your lifetime special, your house burns down or something like that. Those right. people do recover because they want to. Right, they find the, the right. things in place that can help them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I, I wonder... I, but I, I, but mean, I also I, understand the lifestyle. Sorry. Shane. I feel that uh, another potential problem with that, because it's an interesting idea, but I feel like a lot of people that live that lifestyle, they aren't going to put up with being taken out into the country. You know what I mean? Like they're, the, the urban homelessness is what they want, you know? So like right. getting them to stay there, like... Well, Unless you're turning it into a fucking internment camp, that's not. I don't think they're going to stay there. You of, know, they'll of, just hitch hitch a ride back into town, and you'll be right back to square that. one. Of course, the services have if to be I really like nice. If I like sleeping in a tent and didn't mind, it was in the middle of the city, and I could go, and I didn't, you know, I could beg for my money and steal shit, and doesn't cost me a dime, and I get drugs and shit. I could, yeah, I could see why people want to do that, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean they should get to. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm just playing devil's advocate for the right. for the transplanting them because to me it's kind of like and this is a crude analogy and you know don't don't crucify me for this one but it's like if it, out in the country people's ideas of what's going on in the neighborhood is quite a bit more vast because they just there's more space and they're used to having that space. So like if you took a plot outside of the city and created a homeless camp there and started depositing it there, right. there's people that live in that area that are going to go cool. They just put a landfill in, in, in this nice, like I moved out here to be away from the filth of the city and they brought it and put it out here in a field. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, there is no, there is no win. <laughs> so that's my point there there isn't, isn't, yeah. for what they're trying to do. They could do that better outside of a town and then really hammer down on laws when it comes to, the begging and the, and the the the, the uh, you know actually arresting people for stealing shit stuff like that the day to day problems that everybody complains about but then when we tried to when the police tried to do something about it then we were the bad guys kind of thing yeah. it's like I'm, there has think, to be accountability somewhere I think I'm more of I my outlook on this whole thing I'm more of a dick than than you are about right. it is, I, I want to say one more thing too okay, real, real quick before yeah. you get into that. I don't care if somebody wants to be homeless. I understand the lifestyle, and a lot of it is actually very fucking appealing to me, quite yeah, frankly. absolutely. However, I want to be a survivalist. I don't want to. I don't want to be a criminal. I don't want. I don't want to live that way. So I have to do criminal acts to live. Mm -hmm. I, I would want to do it the right way. Uh, but since yeah. you can't, I mean, we're not. So that is something you have to divide the societies for both to be happy. They want to be left the fuck alone. That's great. I'll leave you alone, but stop fucking with the society that wants to live that way. Yeah. 
there that doesn't want to live they're the not way compatible that that's well, for that, sure. yeah and no. that's the whole that's the whole basis of my viewpoint on it is is and you guys know this about me and probably everybody listening by now knows this about me too is i really don't give a fuck what anybody wants to do as far as that concerns how they live their life until it starts being a detriment to somebody else who's also just trying to live their life right. mm. then fuck you stop behaving that way right? <laughs> right and i hold myself to that same standard too so i don't feel that it's unreasonable for me to feel that way towards other people so my my viewpoint is why why are we rewarding and i understand the compassion side of it and i'm i'm not trying to discount that because people need help sometimes but like you said in our state specifically we have so we have more programs and and assistance available to these people than most places in the country to my understanding yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not that it's not that the compassion isn't there, and I believe that I believe wholeheartedly that that shit should exist and it should be taken care of and it should be available. I'm into that, but I don't understand why we would we would be rewarding this behavior that is a detriment to the the other people that are trying to live here. You and I agree I mean? with like this putting sorry. up creating a camp. You're like, okay, here you go, and we'll also take care of your your piss and your shit and your garbage for you too, and we'll we'll come we'll come feed you here instead of making you come and and seek the help we'll just bring it to you and meanwhile there's there's fights there's been apparently fires there's been you know people are overdosing people are fucking shooting each other stabbing each other like there's there's crime in that area that's never fucking existed in that area before before this concentration of shit was there the businesses that are around there are suffering that fred meyer that's right there i talked to somebody that worked there and they said we're about to go out of business because we can't keep up with between the shoplifting that's happening at a way huger rate people are not coming here because they're doing they're construction scared. there too yeah you know so like That's it's funny. harder to get well, there and they're scared to go to the, they're scared to go to the store outside. because yeah. yeah and i shop there so i but see that's what, what i'm saying like, we need to know? hammer down on that that's why that's why i say at least an outside of the main population location is good but it still has its problems too right? i mean have we as we discussed every solution creates new problems right we it's know all that. trade-offs yeah. Yeah. um but uh uh, I was uh, I kind of forget where I was going with that. Yeah, I just so I mean I think that's what they're gonna they're trying to do that kinda because to my understanding there's their proposed solution for Camp Hope because everybody agrees it's a problem. I mean every, right. everybody who speaks about it rationally, including our, our mayor, right. they think it's a problem because it is. <laughs> yeah, but but their solution their is pr- not proposed a solution. solution is to uh, they they got approved for some of the budget to buy an old closed hotel up near the airport. And turn that into basically the you know Camp Hope 2.0, but instead of being tents in in, a, in an empty lot, it's going to be a, a, an old or... an old quality inn. So yeah, basically mm. hotel style apartments. Oh, that's, and that's such that's not a good idea. It's a horrible the problem, idea. They're, they're all bad ideas. But here, look, and and you guys fuck with me because I say this, but <laughs> it sucks. We don't kill course. our weak. We don't kill our sick we don't kill our deranged we, i mean we don't yep, do that in spartans. society right <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly we're not spartans anymore so we have to do something to try to take care of people but at, at what cost to society yeah. you know that's that's the problem we're not gonna kill him jeff <laughs> I, I, I wasn't i know you're not necessarily <laughs> i think promoting that i not. think i think there should be i think there should be less of that pandering shit because that's what it is more bulldozers from, from where i'm standing and well dude so where my dad lives in in oregon it's more rural oregon you know so there's parts of oregon that they definitely wouldn't do this and i'm not going to say where he lives because i'm pretty sure they're not technically allowed to do this in oregon okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but where my dad lives this was their solution to because they had they had these empty lots in in the town where 
this kind of shit was just cropping up, you know, like little tent cities and it was creating more crime and businesses were suffering. So they waited until almost nobody was there one day and they pushed all the shit to the side and then they brought in a dump truck and dumped in huge boulders and filled the whole lot with boulders. Wow. Said, We're not saying you can't camp there, but have fun camping on boulders. <laughs> so, and the other, <laughs> when, it really, when it really comes down to this homeless thing too, that I don't think a lot of people think about. If you know, if you now know that the resources are available if they want it, the question would be, well, why don't they take the resources to live like a quote unquote normal person? Because they don't want Because to. those programs come with rules yeah. because it's the idea is to help you to then help yourself move along in your, in your life. But nobody wants to do that. So they're they out there because they want to reject all that shit, a lot of them, or just do drugs. Right. Yeah. yeah. They want to be high, you yeah. know, which I, I get it. I guess. That's why you can't go to the mission because you can't be drunk or high at the mission. Right. Know? And there's some the, that you can. Homes, right. You know? And it's probably good that there are a few of those places. Of, of course. So, yeah. So do you, let me, let me pose a, a related question. Do you guys think that uh, when a city gets to a certain size in order for it to be functional, it has to have a ghetto? Hmm. Do you think that's something we just have to allow for in order to have the well, we have lots of we little have. ones i i don't know i don't know i say no only because if you look at the demographics of this city we really don't have a ghetto we have parts of town that have names and oh if you're from this town you're hard and if you're in this town you know you're a fucking meth head right. just yeah kind of just in general but what if we did what if South we just Philly what if we just took a whole chunk of of the city and we're like this is the ghetto that's where all that shit stays i'd be down and that outside, kind of, of, yeah, that, that outside of that outside of that we we crack we crack way the fuck down on it we don't that, tolerate that, it. is that the solution that cities have come up with is like I don't know. we just kind of isolate it as best so we're we doing can. we're doing uh what is it escape from new york now <laughs> right <laughs> but it's not a crime to be homeless i don't want to fence a man no 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 absolutely but not. just but, but just, i don't want you committing crimes and if you can't do that well, I guess then there's really not good anyway, solutions here. There anymore. isn't a good solution. No. That's what I mean. I mean, any 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 solution, heavy air quotes here, is just going to have to be some version of allowing for shit, like some shit, some Actually, measure of shit in favor for, you know, hopefully more good on the other side of the scale. And somebody's going to get the raw end of that so stick. Are you guys yeah. paying yeah. attention to who's running for sheriff? Not only, really. Only through you. Pay yeah, attention to Wade, yeah. Wade Nelson actually has some real legit answers to some of this would actually which i'd like to hear it. but it requires a lot of moving parts it requires a lot of agencies both government and private to be able to work together this is complicated so that i like the sound of that so already. but he's got he's actually laid it out to me i don't want to misquote him or misspeak him on anything but i mean i know that pay attention to it i'm sure it's out there somewhere okay he's got some really good ideas that do have a lot of moving parts but it's different than anything else that I've ever heard. And fuck, it's why not? It's worth a shot. If you could get people to not want to fucking be in charge or keep bringing more and more and more bureaucratic bullshit and just have a core team mm-hmm. of a, a small team, I think I think it could be done what he wants to do. Hmm. Um, but I mean, it, re, it even includes, you know, businesses like McDonald's and such like that, uh, giving people uh, uh not temporary jobs. Uh, what's it called when you when you can get fired? Uh, uh, like a trial job, a, a trial period to work, okay. pay them and everything, and then if they, you know if they work out, mm-hmm. continue a trial. Huh. There's there was, there was something that again I don't want to misquote him. But all there of was those something to that effect. See that sounds like something necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the people that want to work 
or that can right. work and, and that should probably be working. So, and that, I, I think that would be more, course, I think there would be more incentive to bring more of the people who really more just like being homeless. It's, it almost forces them to find their self-worth in what he's doing. It's kind of cool. Okay. I like so that. look yeah. into it. I, I can't quote it. Hell, he'd probably come on here and talk about it actually. All right. That might be cool. Yeah, it would be. I, uh, I feel like any any solution is going to have to be complex for sure. I mean, any any and again, solution in air quotes. I, don't, I mean, the problem as long as there's people, this this problem will continue. I think. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's sort of always been there, and it kind of always will be because no matter you can't make a society that works for everybody. There's always going to be people that don't feel like the society serves them, and so they decide to just live against it while inside of it because yeah. that's what they feel like their lot is and i understand that like jeff was saying like i get it i get yeah. i get the appeal and the motivation absolutely but there has to be there has to be a combination of here's a hand for anybody who wants it and also here's a stick for anybody who needs it mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like it's it, it, it you can't just do one or the other and in my opinion because the reality of the situation now is we have like somebody can come and park their uh, RV in my yard and no one will come and make them move. No one will force them to move in front of your yard, not in your yard. That's the difference. Okay. In here, but not in other city in, in other States. They could, they could, somebody could be sleeping in your, in uh, California right now. Somebody could be sleeping oh, yeah. in the entryway to your house and no one is allowed to come and make them leave. It's yeah. up oh, to even you. on private property, even on oh, private property. Yeah. Absolutely. You, no one is allowed to come and make them leave. So you, it's up to you to decide well, what means, level of yeah. force is necessary and legal for you to exert upon that person to make yeah. them leave. And we it, dealt, I mean, imagine being in that situation. Yeah, we that, dealt yeah. a lot with, with homeless going into homes for sale and living in there, but mm-hmm. there was, so we could get them out of there pretty easy. You know, and I just, I feel like that's like, man, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, like if somebody just needs, like I've had people like crash, you know, at the park across the street from my house for the night, and I'm like, well, whatever, dude, you know, like as long as you're not coming and fucking with my shit, like <laughs> that's day two. Yeah, that's fine, but yeah. you know, it's just like when when we're when we're broadcasting, hey, if there's no consequences for you fucking with anybody's stuff, you and you can just set up shop wherever you want, like that that's feeding the problem. It's not part of the solution, yeah. in my opinion. I wonder. There's a lot of different parts to this we're talking about how mental health is not a big part or is not the whole it's not but, the whole thing but one it? of the things that we do poorly as society in the united states currently and i don't know if we did it better in the past but we had different ideas is the, how we handle mental health when it becomes a problem yeah we didn't just let people go out into the fucking woods and live or out into the middle of an urban area and live we had places where people could go uh, i'm not sure i like all the ethics of all the history of mental health institutions and definitely stuff. not yeah. but i also don't think that it's like just let's not have them anymore either and i'm not even sure where it sits i, I really don't know how many uh, mental health facilities exist anymore i know that california they let a bunch of people just out uh, and they have very few of those kind of facilities uh in well, the and that, that happened here in spokane as well right so, so I wonder if if this is a. Yeah, it a, went fine in Batman when they let everybody out. Yeah, of our, that's right. <laughs> that was in the. You know, I wasn't was here. A great video so game. that was in the eighties, right, Zach? What's that? When Eastern State closed down in the eighties? I think so. You and I have had this conversation, so I, I think I, I don't remember when it was. I don't have enough information on it to speak it was, very that much was BJ, about it. Though for sure, was it before Jeff? Yeah, before Jeff. BJ, <laughs> but it. Uh, I mean, I think nationwide we kind of have some sort of problem we're not handling we're handling pharmaceutically uh mental illness i think and all the different kinds of mental things that we all have are being handled with pharmaceuticals 
instead of arguably is not the best approach yeah it's not it's it it can it can be so well we're the we were just guinea pigs for sure we were just having that discussion about uh commercials for pharmaceuticals right yeah i mean and and again you can go back to my favorite thing to talk about i don't remember what medication was but it's the 400 percent increase in diagnosis of uh female teenagers in millennial generation after this medication came out because there was a questionnaire put out in doctor lobbies and the parents were filling them out, died self-diagnosing their kids basically. And the doctors would just write a prescription for the medication oh, for wow. bipolar. For bipolar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, we heard we're not really it. just we being saw it on TV. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like, yeah, I don't think that shit should be allowed. I mean, this is kind of a whole other topic that we can dig into sometime, but like there's a lot of countries where pharmaceuticals are not allowed to be How advertised. And I think that that's, that's a correct approach because the world's full of, fucking hypochondriacs and we're arguably yeah. the worst person to be diagnosing something that's wrong with us how many I'm people all about are freedom but i really am on that team too i think doctors should be allowed to be doctors and it is a very specific knowledge base so that yeah. we we will take our layman knowledge and ruin uh, you know our mentality over stuff that we don't know yeah. so yeah. how many people out there are diagnosed with a mental illness when really all they need is to learn some fucking discipline in their life probably some yeah, probably Perhaps more many, than that are actually mentally ill. Quite frankly, yeah. Perhaps, or they're mentally ill because they had mentally ill parents that could have benefited from some help before they decided to raise a kid. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> big time. I wonder if if it's just so expensive, maybe, and it's uh, but it's a lot of jobs yeah. and stuff too. A lot of a lot of need for it. But I wonder if we take the things that we learned from the you know many hundreds of years of having asylums and that kind of stuff, and we take what we've learned with the pharmaceuticals. And we take what we've learned in, in all of the uh, uh, therapies. I mean, we're kind of, in the last several generations, we're the generations of therapy, where it's like, you know what, we don't need to throw you anywhere, let's just work on it kind of thing. Or you can come pay me to work on it. Mm-hmm. It feels like there should be an industry uh, right there where we're combining those. I'm sure there is. I'm probably just not, I don't know about it very much. And it's not what's coming to the forefront when we're talking about Camp Hope or Skid Row in Los Angeles or basically all of the Embarcadero in San Francisco. Uh, that's not coming up. We're not talking about mental health and what we do to help. It's not even help those people necessarily. It's kind of help all of it together where yeah. it's like, we. I don't know. So here's the thing. I mean, they have this Your camp idea is kind of like an asylum outside. You know what I mean? In a nutshell, let them yeah. be what they want to be, but keep them out of society where they shouldn't be if they're going to misbehave so to speak is and it that, worth it? it sounds kind of when i say it out of my mouth it sounds like i'm talking down it's not really <laughs> no, I, I mean it. but that's i mean that's really the, i want you to live the way that want, you want to live but don't fuck with other people doing it is it worth it to because in an in an asylum there would be professionals there to work on things or at least to do medication I'm and make sure people are staying healthy in theory, there's been a lot of lot of really awful shit that's happened in asylums agreed too, you know so agreed. it's just like like that's just hearing the word asylum makes me get kind of i know because you know, it's just like there's but, always there's always going to be some fuckwad that's just like oh those are the expendable, you know, members of society. So we'll just, you know, we can run experiments A, B, C, or D on them or That's violate their human rights in ways, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's just like, fuck, that shit makes my, my guts That's kind of, you know. That's kind of how I look at how the government looks at us in, the, in yeah, general. Yeah, didn't anyway. they just try yeah. to do that? Yeah, I think they did. I'm pretty sure they don't give too much about our bodies. But. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's a really complicated issue, and I don't claim to have all the answers. But I can tell you from experience that the way it's being handled in my ecosystem currently is going in the wrong direction, man. 
man. Here's the reality. Like I have, I have people that are, uh, I'm sure it's a spillover from Camp Hope because I live very close to there, you know, so a lot mm-hmm. of that shit kind of drifts through my neighborhood. But I've had these people right around the corner from my house that were on the edge of my neighbor's lot and they've had three shitty old barely running campers there with you know mounds of trash and a dog that's all covered in hives and shit you know and and they were turns out they've been dealing fentanyl there and they've got people coming coming and going all hours of the night and fucking yell i'm gonna fucking kill you and all this shit and it's like that's right next door to my house you know and it's like i live right by a fucking park where kids play all day you know what i mean like it's not like i mean my neighborhood isn't the best neighborhood but it's far from the worst neighborhood in town you know and then now it's like that and that's just there and the only re the only way they got them to move they actually just got them to move and it was because the city came through and was like hey we're is a dirt road and so like we're paving this road so you have to move all this shit <laughs> paving it in 2026 but yeah. you know yeah. you don't know that and they're actually paving it as of today oh, you know good. so like they're, they really are doing That's it even more know, convenient but, but but no one like the cops had been called tons of times for the ruckus that these guys are making and they never they never were forced to move because one of them was there with the permission of the lady that lives on that in that house right. you know what i mean so Run it's us. just like yeah that's just not the that's not part of the solution as far as i'm concerned like just that being allowed to happen like right beside a park no less no, it's like sure. come on guys we got to be able to do better than that can you run us through a scenario jeff of like give us an average call like this cuz you've responded to hundreds of these at this point oh just like, like to your your problem houses yeah yeah what what uh yeah he, he's yeah, saying yeah, yeah. please can't do anything why why is that because uh, civil law and criminal law often collide with each other. So criminal law can't supersede civil law a lot of times. And, and like criminal law, civil law is very uh, helping to the person doing shit they're not supposed to do is the biggest issue. So, yeah, in a situation like this, I mean, I can think of a house over on uh, Evergreen, not too far from here, actually. The owner of the house lives across the state. He let some girl he knows lives there. And then she started letting other people live there. Now he has no idea who lives there. It's all it's all doper shit. Right. Uh, we finally did a search warrant. We were able to arrest people, recovered stolen motorcycles inside. And, you know, because that's where you build the motorcycles in your family room, right? It's obvious. That's yeah. where I build Fast all mine. Sure, you bet. Um, <laughs> anyway, basically got it to where this guy had it nailed that he didn't have to let anybody else into his house again. But what did he do? Got sweet talked by Chicky Poo and let her back in. And it's still a problem today. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. So you actually got some help. Got so everybody you, out. Yeah. Because you get squatters rights at a certain point too, don't you? Like even if you're I not, don't really know how you know, squatters rights I've seen squatters would. rights in well, the state go very, very, very far. Yeah. So here's kind of how it is. Like so you lived with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Very uh, far. Let's say <laughs> after th- basically in this state, it's like basically 30 days. If you can show that you have like your own room, mm-hmm. uh, you have things unpacked. You're not just living out a bag on a couch, getting your mail there. Mm-hmm. Uh, normal living type circumstance. It's very easy to show that you have residency there. Even if you were just a guest borrowing a bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, even couch surfing, if you're there for even, you know, more time, I've been here for two months. So yeah, I sleep on the couch and I live out of these bags, but I get my mail here. Mm-hmm. I've got food in the fridge. You live there in this state. It, and it's so wrong. And I understand it, Again, it's, 
the government doing blanket policy to protect everybody else. Like I can, you know, if you a guys dating a girl that's got three kids and he gets pissed off, he can't just kick him out, in, you know, on a December second and three feet of snow because right. he's pissed. I understand the protection there, yeah. but it goes so far in the wrong way that kind, caring, reasonable people ultimately get fucked. I don't know how many times a night I would have to tell people this is what they mean by no good deed goes unpunished and trust me I know I do this my whole fucking life I've lived this shit yeah so I get it well I mean but a, a great way to start to make that specific thing better would just to be to add an unless clause like you're not allowed to kick them out under these circumstances unless you know yeah, but again that's just more government deciding your shit for you well, yeah but Agreed. i mean at least at least that introduces some nuance <laughs> you know like well and there are some unless you know, there do there does all voted some online when it comes to uh Fine. landlord tenant agreements and stuff like that right so there there are some unlesses that are covered under the civil part mm-hmm. not the government and you know it kind of comes into some fourth amendment shit right uh and we don't want the government overstepping Fourth Amendment bounds, do we? So no, right? the government's no. the problem. Even though when again, I was the government, always. at times I was frustrated with it because it's like I know what the fuck's in there, right? You know, but it's still it's there for a reason. Right. Well, okay, let's look. Yeah, at so some, oh, yeah, I still side with the protection for sure. Yeah. Well, let's look at some of the some of the arguments that you hear for, or some of the solutions that you've heard over time, like. You know, I think one of the simpler ones that you hear from political minded people are like, if everyone just had a house, there's so many houses, just give somebody, everyone a house. Why, why does that one fall apart? Because people don't want, these people literally, they don't if they want had the a house, responsibility of a house. There's a lot of responsibility. What if, they, what if there was to mention the zero. dick punch that would be to the actual housing market? Know, like right. economically, that's know, like, that's oh, the big one, yeah. uh-uh, that won't work at all. <laughs> and all the, let's punish all the people that like built the wealth of the country, which is all of us, the yeah. middle class included. Yeah. Uh, let's punch them all for this to solve yeah. this. Okay, so that one's bad. <laughs> what are some other ones that people have proposed that fall apart? I mean, there's like well, giving Camp them Hope drugs. Camp isn't working. We can try. We can chalk that one off. That's yeah. not a good solution. <laughs> how how well does uh, I mean? Because we're basically dealing with multiple problems. We're dealing with mental health. We're dealing with drugs, and those can co- those well, can collide, and maybe not. All you can do we're is offer. With, all you can do is offer, like um, Truth Ministries. Uh, Marty McKinney. He's awesome. Awesome yeah. dude. Has yeah. a great program down there. I mean that, and that guy takes in anyone that needs to come in. He's he's got a ton of beds. Mm-hmm. He's just, he just got a sweet program down there. I actually want to spend some time there, down there and just watch it operate, right. get involved a little bit now that I have some time. And he and I have talked about it actually. But his program for the people that want it, he gets people to be able to get jobs and work. You know, he he ha- he does have programs that invest in the people that are there. But again, you have to fucking want it. It'd be interesting to see the data going through that place because he basically it's a men's shelter right there's yes. no women so it would be interesting to see the data of how many what percentage of men go through that place and get help seek it out and then also succeed or get as far and you can I would as imagine as I would imagine that overall number wise it's probably pretty low but my point is but that's at saying, least like, he's got something to offer but this all comes back on the person in awesome the situation way. what I'm trying to say is that because again it's so nuanced we're trying to find all the different there needs to be 10 different ways 100 different ways that we're helping to get rid of this problem there's no like let's think, just get the bulldozers it's like Marty's what he's doing is he's helping maybe two or three different kinds of the, of the people that are going there people that are not going to ever want out of this situation but it's cold so mm-hmm. he and they're hungry so they comes they come there people that want that pipeline the fuck out of homelessness he's helping them there um but 
I mean, imagine he has to deal with some things that he's not trained to be able to do. Like, uh, well, none yeah, of us are. There's many years that he's been doing. He's this. probably the expert. His training is pretty. He's probably, phenomenal. That's actually. the thing. He's probably the guy to train it. But that's that's the weird thing to be yeah. to be helping p- people in this situation. You have to so put there's yourself. A, there's in, a big part of this that nobody wants to acknowledge and we need to change as smaller societies when smaller societies start demanding more of the people that are around them then people will change but we're just in this nobody gives a fuck attitude in the world anymore you want to be whatever you want to just be whatever you want to be yeah you uh, work as hard and yeah people should give you money and you should be able to sit on your fucking ass that's basically the attitude of the general public in my opinion and it's like no wonder the society's falling well Let's start holding people accountable. You want to change your life? Good. I will help you do it. But the, the moment you stop, I'm not going to help you anymore. You have to help yourself too. Right. And there's a huge part of this that we have to hold people accountable. If they want to live this way, you're probably not going to help them. Right. I that, agree with that in a, in, in a large part too. I mean, I think I think accountability coupled with uh, an appropriate degree of compassion is probably where I sit on yeah. it. You know, well, accountability like, isn't always you know, coming down on people. That yeah. I look at society uh, think of it that way, and it's not. I yeah. look at society as you, you can judge a society by their wealth and their opulence and their technology and all this shit, but not really. You judge their morality by how the people that are the least valuable in whatever their little motivations are in their world how they're treated, the people that don't succeed in the systems. Uh, I think we should be exemplary in the way that we do it. We should look at everything. We should always have compassion because that's that's how you do it. Like, it could be you. Everyone's a, a paycheck or two away from some real problems and where all, but some honestly, programs would be useful and some assistance from their society might be necessary. But what I'm, I'm saying, we should definitely, if we're going to be a wealthy society, we should have the, the best net. Uh, and in this case, we're doing a piss poor job is what it's what's happening. Well, it's if, because if people are getting caught in the net and they just lay there. But that's, you know, I don't know what the solution is to that. Uh, but I still want to give it give those people as many chances as possible to not lay in the net. You do you know guys I mean? do you guys believe that everybody, no matter who you are, everybody has a, a passion living somewhere inside of them, like something that would just really. I meet a lot of NPCs. I've met a lot of NPCs, but yeah, I think. I well, that's not true. I think that you can bring one out of anybody, but it may be something super obscure for sure. And I'm not saying that they would be aware of it necessarily either. But do you think everybody has the potential to be passionate about? So I'm allowed to change my answer from my instant no to yeah, (laughs) yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do as well. I I think so too. So, to me if we could devise a way and and this is much easier said than done but if we could devise a way to stop focusing so much on how do we mash you into the system or at least whatever part of our system is willing to put up with you which is not going to be your favorite thing no matter who you are you know like when you go from being a homeless person to trying to get a job the places that are going to give you a job is nowhere anybody really wants to work I don't much like the conformity of society and I'm a pretty good citizen that's what I'm saying you know neither do I so to me, I'm not uh, a, a, a more apt solution would be to try and put more focus on figuring out how to unlock what these people are actually passionate about, or you know, at least figure out what that is and try to build them in that direction, or at least give them, you know, the motivation and the means to go, hey, you can actually do this thing that we've just discovered together that you really fucking give a shit about all the way down to your balls, and here's the here's the path. 
but I think that there are get on it, you know. There right. are already pro- programs that are designed to do that now. How in touch with the individual Hustle. they are, I don't know. But there right. are programs that it's so hard people to do that in a mass so scale. hard, work. so fucking hard. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. But it's worth doing, perhaps. I mean, we have to do it and try it and see. Opportunity the data is presented. At the end, right? I, I feel like large scale solutions ha- always have to start at the micro. You know, so Absolutely. it's just like I, if we can just figure out a way to do that effectively and then scale it up somehow no i don't know what that fucking looks like but. we no, we have to we have to create something that presents them with opportunities to succeed if they want to yeah you can't do more than that you trust me i've looked look at my life yeah. and well, that's exactly I've what been I, through that's exactly a lot of ways i can't yeah. make people change if they don't want to no i don't have that I, I completely agree with that that's not what i'm suggesting at all i'm just saying that you know figure spend more time figuring it out and then show them the path and be like, here you go. This, That's what this I think. Is it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I think Marty does. Like, it'd be, it'd be fun to talk to him because, like, Marty McKinney is is starting. Like that's what he does. He spends time with with these people, and he's like, "Well, what do you like?" You know, I, I imagine that's. I haven't got to speak to him too much, but yeah, I know I, that he's he's very hands on with a lot of the men that go through. He really he really is, and he's hands on with a lot of programs. Uh, he and I had a sit down. He took me to lunch right after I retired. It was really nice to sit and talk to him then i saw him shortly after that um i need I wonder, to get a hold i wonder of him if he'd come on oh yeah i think he would love you to think you would uh, oh absolutely i think we should try and, and have him on uh, that'd be super interesting he, he's to a talk really to him. have you ever sat and talked to the guy not really he's actually not a really me. interesting guy he's super nice i don't i don't know if i've ever even him. met him to be honest no shit no he's a neat human being yeah, and his wife is just a doll she's awesome awesome well, and, and his kid's good, good kid too. And let's let's explain to the listeners what we're talking about here in Spokane. We have we actually have some really. Uh, I think the Mike Rowe program, one of his shows, focused on another person in this town that does backpacks for the homeless mm-hmm. uh, on a national show and gave him a bunch of money. Marty McKinney's one of those guys too, where he's the whole community kind of supports uh, what he does here because it's it's an obvious impact and whatnot. But you know best. It's what is it called again? What's the name of his ministry? Truth. Truth Ministries? Is yeah. that it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, you don't have to be religious to go and get a sandwich, do you? No. Okay. I'm, I'm you don't old. have to say three Hail Marys to get a ham sandwich. <laughs> I don't like it when they, when they hold the sandwich hostage for Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah. I'm against that, I guess. But, uh, you know, whatever. They got to fund it somehow, but I don't know how that works. But Put it behind the religious paywall. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he, he's been doing this for a few decades now, I bet. But he's just gotten, in the last five, ten years or so, I don't even know the timeline, he's gotten this place and it's grown and grown and he's received more volunteers and i think I just, during the covid thing it became super relevant to a whole lot more people too for for reasons but then they fucked with him i think i don't even know the story let's let's get him in here so i don't talk about it. yeah but even even uh from my perspective uh, on the road and actually getting people to shelters and stuff like that he was the easiest one to ever get somebody in mm. well part of that was he he didn't have an expectation for people to be sober like, you can't use while you're there but he's like yeah, obviously they're probably going to be fucked up. I get it. Okay, sleep it off. Um, so he was. But that's really a good big about barrier that. then. So like, all these other yeah. places are like, yeah, are they fucked up? Yeah. Well, then we're not going to take them. Wow. We'll take them to detox. Well, detox fills up really quick. But then the reasoning for that is the danger too. Yeah, but just his staff and everything was always the best, and it was it was fast. They were they were helpful. Uh, you know, other other places eh, weren't necessarily police friendly, and just right. kind of were dicks basically okay not not his place they who's helping fund this stuff i have no idea that's crazy i assume it's i assume it's all donation that's crazy i would assume so uh well that's good but, uh, on some but i'm all for that yeah. yeah yeah but it's like 
like who knows how many people let's wealthy city. let's really try to get him on i have a ton of well, questions i would love to ask him all right too. let's He's do it after cool. deer season i mean marty will come yeah awesome cool. well, I, I, I mean i'm speaking for him but i i can't see why he wouldn't yeah so fuck yeah all right well we didn't solve shit. Nope. But we definitely... Uh, per the usual. But we yeah. unpacked it a bunch. We did. We looked at it. And we all kind of look at it differently, I think. I mean, we, we agree that it's a problem, uh, but I don't... I mean, I none of us know the answers. I guess that's also what we probably agree on. Uh, but because... Well, because I, I... All you're really wanting to do is push this problem somewhere else, which is the best that you can do. And in, and, in, and in that, it's offering opportunity, but if somebody doesn't want to take the opportunity, opportunity you can't right. do anything with it. So then you have to make another decision. Okay, they're not taking the opportunities. Now what? Yeah. That's why I thought push them at least out of Maine public, uh, out of the main cities, because that's where they're committing most of their crimes and most of the problems that are, are happening. But as we know, we push them somewhere else. And even give them facilities to use and take care of their garbage. We're still going to have a handful of new problems that we'll have to learn how to deal, how to deal with. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, let's move along from from the serious issue, and we'll move on down the line to something a little bit less serious. Uh, This is the focus zone, and in sports, people call it the zone. Uh, In music, I mean, I think a lot of the times when you're performing, it's where you sit, where you're just kind of your passenger and yourself, but. Mm I I really don't have a question other than uh, you know. Do you like being in the zone? Getting into, I love getting <laughs> in the zone. Well, it's kind of interesting. Like I, with working out, that's like that's yeah. a major one. I actually just changed my workouts. Um, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I was really I really wanted to do bodybuilding, but realized I was probably gonna have to go on steroids because I don't I don't I'm not a guy that just wants to compete to get a particip- participation trophy. I want to win, and I'm gonna have to go against guys on steroids, so I'm not gonna do that. So I switched, and now right now I'm doing just body workout exercises. Right. So like every letter of the alpha, alphabet represents an exercise. So like uh, M rep- happens to represent 20 burpees. N rep- represents 25. You know, uh, A is 50 jumpy jacks. Hmm. You know, they, so I've got all these different exercises for the alphabet. So then I, I think of phrases. Yesterday I didn't work out, so my phrase was do the damn thing anyway so i have to do all the exercises for that no cool and it kicks your ass it'd be funny to do that with like sex positions yeah yeah (laughs) assign a sex position to every letter of the alphabet and then be like spell my name that's the best best homework assignment of the the show so far so the point of that is let us know how it goes the point of that is is uh my cardio sucks because i've been lifting weights and not really i mean i I jog and shit like that but it's not what i need uh for doing the uh the events that I want, the Spartan races that I want to do. So I I really have to get into that zone, even though it's for maybe 20 seconds while I'm doing, you know, 10 burpees, or it's a little longer than that for 10 burpees, but you have to get into a zone and do not quit, because all you fucking want to do is stop. It hurts. You're tired. But you can get into that zone and push and push, and I can get into the zone where I'm like, okay, I need to do 10. Now I'm doing 15. Maybe I can do 20. And you can just... If you're in that zone, you can push yourself way past what you initially thought your limits were. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that's that that goes for working out. And you can't always get yourself into the zone, but when you're in it, it's fucking sweet. And it's kind of fun to go in and out of it mm-hmm. every every exercise. About halfway there, about halfway through my workouts, every exercise has to be total focus or I will, I'll fucking quit. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I've got to get zoned out. Nice. It, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Heck yeah. I don't know. I think it's, uh, I've experienced that with working out. I've experienced it more with music. And it's a little bit different because I think when you're doing it in a working out sense, it's very hyper-focused, you know, where you're like, it, it, you, it, the, uh, the blinders come on and you're like it's very, very focused just on the opposite about what, about what you're going to say. It is for me, for music. When, when I, when I find myself in that zone or what, like you described it, Zach, when you're kind of like sitting outside of yourself or you're just sort of watching it happen or mm-hmm. turning over the spotlight to your performance alter ego, yeah. or however you want to frame it. I think all of that is accurate to say in my experience but I have this I don't know if you experience this same thing but when I'm on stage and I, I slip into that headspace my focus widens almost ridiculously like I'll notice things that are happening that I would never have noticed if I wasn't up there on the stage performing like hmm. people I'll talk I'll talk to people afterwards and I'll be like yeah I saw when you did this thing and they were like you weren't even looking at me I was like well I saw it <laughs> <laughs> I get that vibe yeah you're you know like aware I just, of the crowd and I don't so. really it's not like I'm sitting there in the moment going I see everything you know but right. afterwards I'll be thinking about it and I'm like yeah I did I saw you're it. opening your mind up where I'm closing it off to absolutely nothing but what I'm doing but the movements I'm doing right yeah, yeah. and I mean there's there's muscle memory that plays into both of it. And I think that that's probably a crucial component of it too, where it's like, if you have to, if you're worried too much about what you're doing or how you're doing it, they think that kind of inhibits you being able to get into the zone a little bit. Uh, yeah. And actually Polly analysis. was having a problem last night with her hip and uh, she was experiencing that. Yeah. She, and, and I don't think she, she kind of said, she's like, ah, like I had a good workout. My abs hurt, but she just couldn't get into it mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that very, very thing. So, I wonder, I wonder a lot because I mean, being a performer, I, I toy with that often and I can't always get there. Like you said, when you're working out, like sometimes I'm just up there and I'm like, Oh, not today. Yeah, I'm me. <laughs> this is me. Yeah. And, uh, um, looking like, look I, st- my I still enjoy it, but I'm never like the, it, the difference is palpable, especially on the audience side of things too. Like they can tell when you're when you're in that zone whether they're attributing it to that or not they're like dude you were on point tonight i'm like i know because i wasn't here (laughs) right i was letting it happen but here's the thing i'm practicing in what i'm doing i'm practicing discipline Mm -hmm. so those days that i don't want to go in because i force myself into the zone i can easier get myself into the zone even when i don't want to be it literally is practicing discipline and practicing your mind to switch into work mode i think there's a I think I, when, there's, there's an element of that when there's zones going on th- in my mind. I think right now. there's an element of that though when you're performing too, especially if you're kind of a working musician or, or a gigging musician, however you want to put it. Because there's there's tons of times where I'm like, F- I don't want to go fucking do this. Right. This thing that I love, that right, I know right. that I love, I fucking don't want to do it. But it I have to do it because it's 150 bucks. Yeah, but I have to do it for money. You know, for me, it's because like because I fucking said I would, so I guess right, I yeah, have yeah. to do it. You know, you but, have a good job, unlike most of us musicians. But then, but then, uh. When I get, when I, when I, it seems like when I feel that way the most is when I have the best chance of getting into the zone because I'm, because I'm like, I, I already, I'm like, I had this conversation with myself and I'm like, look, we're fucking doing this. Get over yourself. We're doing it. We have to do it. We said we were going to, so we're going to go in there. We're going to do it. We're going to fucking do it right. And those are the nights that I always come out of it going, whoa, okay, found it. Yeah. Like, fucking, I remember why I do this and I'm glad I forced myself to do it. You know, it's so. crazy because you have to trust yourself that you're performance ego that's never around you most of the time 
time. You don't, you're not performing for your cat in your house and shit. You just have to, just have to trust that it'll be there. And it is always. You can tell when people are faking it Because you're too. terrified. When, you, when you've experienced it, you can tell when people are fucking faking it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's it's like, very I've, awkward and uncomfortable. I've, I've observed a lot of musicians that are just like up there, like they're making the moves, but you're like, you are not doing what you th- are trying to seem like you're doing. Right. You know? I, I've been that person. I know <laughs> so that. Have I, yeah, have yeah. I. I mean, it's kind of That's unavoidable how, sometimes, you know, but you can fucking tell. <laughs> for sure. So you have mentioned a zone that is that you can get to, and and I think that's that's a good mental space to be in. Musicians uh, experience the zone almost through luck, or depending on the energy of the crowd. It's a lot of weird circumstances that are out of your control. Fuck with it for sure. The one when I was thinking about this, the other one that I'm thinking of, why I said there was three, is like when I played basketball, for example. I loved basketball and I, I practiced every day throughout nerd. all of junior high and high school. Nerd. I was, I was a nerd. <laughs> I shot more baskets than, you know, than I did anything else during the summers. And every once in a while you would get in, it wouldn't happen very often, but the, the hoop would get giant sized and you know, I'd score 30, 40 points in that game shooting shots that I had no business shooting, you know? And I remember somebody saying like, like what's going through your head in that moment and I've been fascinated with it ever since because it's like I don't know I was just in this place where the hoop felt like it was in my in my front yard and I was just dominating the front yard and that almost never happens maybe because of fear and anxiety or or the circumstances or there's a girl in the crowd or your dad's mad at you or whatever but I wonder, like, have you ever experienced that kind of thing? Maybe hunting. Like, I ha- well, like exactly. You- I want to tell you a, kind of a, a hunting story. Yeah. Well, it's uh, shooting clay pigeons, uh, which I used to do a lot with my dad when I was okay. young. And uh, I was just, I was having a day where I was just, I was missing a lot. And, and I'm pretty good. I was pretty good uh, clay pigeon shooter. My dad is absolutely phenomenal. I'll, I'll never be what he I'm is. not shocked that, that that hearing that at all. Fucking amazing. Um, nevertheless, he just, he's like, Stop looking at the clay pigeon. He's like, just pull up and let say out loud, dead bird. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I stopped missing. Like, I probably shot better than I ever did the rest of my life. Just from that saying day. that one little thing. Yeah, so then I started using that when I was bird hunting and, and rarely missed. Fuck, so now all the birds are listening for, like, he's going to say gonna it. Say if he kills bird, one of us, somebody's going to go. <laughs> uh, which I haven't bird hunted in over 20 years now, but just because of the move and geographics and... My my theory on all of that is that we are, and I think there's some science to back this up. I feel like I've perused some such article at one point or another, but I think that we are constantly in a state of either being limited or limiting ourselves always. Like that sounds like a hundred percent of the time, you know, and it's sounds very fair. you can find these keys to unlock pieces Moments. of that for a little while where yeah. you're like, Oh, this is, well, weird. I don't actually have these limits. They're imposed upon me mostly by myself. Maybe by maybe by you know. There's a, other there's, things. There's a glass ceiling metaphor whatever. in here somewhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. Same same kind of deal for sure. But like, I feel that way because I've had even when it comes down to like those moments of instinct, which you guys have probably experienced something like this too. But like, I've had something where like. Uh, in school there was a tennis ball that was like really cooking and it was about to smoke me in the head and I wasn't even looking at it and I was just like and I caught it and then I realized I caught it after I caught it I was like what the fuck and some dude was like whoa you, you accidentally caught it, caught it is what I you mean. accidentally caught yeah. it but it was like it was just because I wasn't thinking about catching it 
and I was just operating on reflex. It was like, we know how to do this, bink. And I got it. And then I was right. like, what the fuck? We know how to do that. <laughs> Where's that all the time? You know, it's the same thing when I took a, I took a weird fall into a washout when I was hiking and I fell about 12 feet or so. Like I slipped and fell into it. And I kind of had this moment of like, I, I blacked out a little bit. Like I didn't hurt myself, but I blacked out. And then when I, I just like land, I felt myself land on my feet. And then I was just like, boop, I'm fine. Like I just, just landed on my feet. And I was like, I didn't do that on purpose. Like, <laughs> it just kind like of fucking cat. happened in spite of me. I had a moment of like, oh, fuck. Nice. Way to go, dude. And then I realized I was stuck in the bottom of a washout. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, it could have been worse, though. <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, wow. so anyway, my point is, I feel like there's this this level of capability that exists just on the other side of the veil, whatever you want to call it, glass ceiling or your own personal limitations that you put on yourself. But it it's it's interesting to wonder how fucking far that goes but watch watch people in society i mean watch i thought people. you're going to say cirque du soleil <laughs> <laughs> happy to do so <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch that shit Jeff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Cirque fuck yeah. Soleil, yeah. yeah I've been like, a few, talk about amazing. pushing the limits of the human fucking oh, frame. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. No shit. I actually, anyway, sorry, I actually I have a family you. member who uh, does all that. No shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, Jesse is awesome. You need to meet Jesse. I would like to You'll meet like Jesse. <laughs> um, now I forgot. What, now we started yeah. talking about the fucking son of a biscuit. My bad. <laughs> well, I got a thing uh, that I wanted to add to this. Maybe that'll refresh your memory, but maybe it won't. Uh, some people would say that that I don't know how scientific this is because I haven't looked into it that much. I know that we have different wavelengths that we uh, think with, that our brains sit on a certain wavelength and whatnot. And obviously TV waves are a certain wavelength and all that stuff. I've heard people throughout my life talk about alpha and beta and theta states and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I've never really spent a lot of time looking into it. I don't know how pseudoscientific it is or whatnot. be interested to find out. But I wonder... Because it, what it feels like, say when you write a song, uh, all three of us write songs. When you get a song flowing, that to me feels like this zone. And it feels like when people say, oh, I really like the song you wrote. I always feel like saying, I don't feel like I wrote that at all. I feel like I was up that night and it just, I grabbed yeah. it from the ether. Well, mm -hmm. that's what I want And that add. feels like a zone too. And I'm wondering, I don't know. Uh, is it all connected? Well, is it a wave? Is it a, is it a place in our mind because like you said it made me think of this like the anxiety place in our mind has to be our, the hurts on it has to look a little jagged and you know a little capricious I guess and <laughs> I wonder if when we get in the zone when the basketball hoop is 12 feet around and you can shoot from anywhere and make it or when you're singing a song the best you've ever sang when you you know in a time you needed to kind of thing or whatever all these things I wonder if it's if our brain kicks into a different state as far as theta alpha Different beta i wouldn't frequency. even know which one yeah. would be good could be but uh well i would say and i wonder how you would tap into that if i wonder if there would be a way scientifically to tap into that it seems like one of those things that like Sorry. like quantum mechanics where it would be ruined by the act of I, observation right you know what i mean like, like it's like have like if i was performing thing. and i had like fucking Button. diodes and electrodes <laughs> hooked into my fucking head i'm pretty fucking sure i wouldn't be able to get into the zone but you know humans <laughs> will do that though we want to know these things I know. and i want the data. i want to know too. i want it I, too i, I want like it to know. but i feel like the act of observing it would would preclude the possibility of it actually yeah, happening there's probably some supplement company out there that's been looking into this exactly and they're like oh we found it it's alpha go 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 you know 
monkey sperm. You just take four shots a day in the eye, uh, and one suppository, cool. and you will fucking be in the alpha state. You had state. me until the suppository. Well, right? you know, I was trying to go for the whole crowd. Everybody. <laughs> Jeff has something to say, but he, I'm cutting him off. What do you got? <laughs> no, I was going to. So when you write songs, like you can just sit down and just write a song. I've known you to do that. Can you stop a song and then go back into it later? Yeah, I have. I don't like doing See, that. Anytime I write anything that I've written, it literally is that just popped into my head oh, yeah, and yeah. I need to stop everything that I'm doing and start typing because if I don't, it's going to be gone. Those are the awesome songs. And that is all my writing. That's how it happens. I, 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 I've sat down and started writing some stuff or, or I've had something like a verse come into my head. I'll write it. If I don't sit and keep on it, I'll lose it. Good. I mean, I, it's good that you know that about yourself for that. And well, except for like the it. last six, I lost them. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I'm the exact same way, to be honest. I, uh, I, I can't, the, the only, all the songs I've written have been that. They're just something that just came out of me and I'm like, I have to harness this now or it's gone. Like mm. this is my one, my one shot at this. Otherwise it's gone. So, and, and I, I can't like, I cannot and it hasn't been for lack of trying, but I don't have the ability to sit down and go, I'm going to write a song now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then just write a song. I could I could craft something, but it's nothing I would ever want to show anybody. Right. Like, I'm like, that's not a... You could call it a song if you'd like. Yeah. But <laughs> I wouldn't kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's a craft it has the rest in kindergarten, and I will never show anyone. <laughs> it's not even worthy of my fridge. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Uh, I've been able to work on songs over years now where you know i have i have songs that have come to me quickly and where it's like god i gotta play that forever that's the song i want to play you know start the set or whatever i've had those where most of those are in like you're saying five minutes ten minutes and you've got your full song but i always have these every couple of years when i write i always have two or three of these songs where it's like you're not ready yet to write this song is what my little brain says to me where it's like you got the music and you got the melody but you don't like maybe I'm out of ideas for I've written so many songs you probably too all of you guys it's like we've written a lot there's only so many ideas oh, kind fuck, of thing. I'm a baby compared to you guys well <laughs> there's only so many you know tropes that you can just you are a baby you <laughs> <laughs> should write a song but about being a baby don't yeah. ever change baby yeah, man. and I already wrote your opening song if you'd ever what opening song what for, for your what? band I, I, I totally wrote you an opening song you did yes which one uh, I forgot. Now he's gonna. Well, you weren't prepared. No, I wasn't even prepared for it. Jeff wants to be my LP, and I've tried to accommodate that, and I've determined I literally cannot write music to someone else's lyrics. I'm not very good at it either, man. I fucking can't do it, and it's not for lack of trying. Because I'm always like sincerely touched when somebody's like, "I wrote this. Will you try to sing it?" I'm like, "Guardians, try." Oh, for the oh yeah yeah. Well, God dang it. So, I'm not that great. I at literally either, I wrote it for your traveling circus. That circus. We do. Yes. All right. Well, we'll have to give it a you chance. You probably never even read it. The problem is, is here's my feelings the, are hurt. You, you know what? Read? I've made you cry with my writing. My, I feel. I have successful. Let me, let me put it to you this way, you Jeff. If, uh, if you were dating a novelist and you said, here, I wrote you the best opening chapter to your book. They would, they would divorce you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there that would be you're restraining you're orders. Like, wow, I'm glad you're interested in what I'm doing, but I, my book has to come out of my fucking, the tip of my dick or it's not my book. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is very true. Like writing for other people does sound fun, but writing for yourself is like, that's what it's all about. That's just me, me though. I think some artists well, can do it for me. do that. Yeah. For, but I play guitar. Do it because you love me. 
<laughs> I do a lot of things because I love you. I don't want to do that one. But I won't do that. I'm file of for divorce because I, I love myself. You and I wrote a few songs together so yes. far. And you guys have written a couple songs together, at least at some level, right? Yeah. yeah there's yeah. there's got to be. So fucking I. Maybe that'll be like one of our camp getaways as we, well, we three write a song together about. That was actually stuff. a challenge for me to take what somebody else said and then build a song around it mm. uh, with what I did with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like have you with kids, if you take a piece of paper and you draw a couple lines and then you say, you know, make a house out of those lines and then they've got to think what the dimensions would be. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was trying to do with my brain at that time. And that was like five years ago. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys know, Jeff helped help me write the song Meth Tarts, which is half offensive. You can't even say half that shit. But, <laughs> Not uh, anymore. But yeah, is it we, the meth part? Is that the part you can't say? Yeah. You got it. You're, you're following along very Nailed well. It. Yes. Very well. First try. Uh, but yeah, you you and I, I mean, most of the lyrics came from directly, you're like, it's called Smurfin. And I'm like, yeah. I never heard of that. And it's like Sudafed. I'm like, I never heard of that. You know, <laughs> I had all to, corn I had dog to, diet. I'm like, all right. Perfect. I had to teach Zach how to make the... Meth. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to make meth, meth to write a song. Yeah. Like, go to your bathtub. Thanks, Heisenberg. <laughs> that was a fun night, though. I remember putting that together after interviewing you. On yeah, that. he surprised me with it because we were, I think we were just texting. Yeah. Someone. I was doing nothing at work and bullshitting and you, with you. There's got to be a, a trail of that somewhere. Well, and it was after uh, one of our local bars got burglarized. Oh, yeah. It was to, to dedicate it, it to him. It was a follow up to a. Uh, that's right. Uh, Dave and Angus news report about that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to. Again, you should you should feel very touched that I chose to work on something with you, Jeff. Because right. I have I, I mean, I've had several people, Zach included, <laughs> who have been like, "Bro, let's get together and write a song. Like, let's write a song together." And but, in know, the back of my head, the first thing that happens is, "I don't want to ruin our friendship." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have because I can't not do it <laughs> <laughs> we haven't collaborated much as we come in with full songs that are pretty much done and yeah then we teach them band, to each other yeah. and we just add a little flavor <laughs> you, and I did, you and i did one uh another one of those uh via text and it turned out to be the super violent song i, I really like it which song just another one that we wrote years ago yeah, yeah violent i don't think i ever showed it to you really yeah mm, you know what we should do sometime i didn't show it to you completed hmm we should I've do uh, a couple of your songs. We should have a, an episode where we plan like ahead of time, and we we each show up without spoiling it for each other. We should show up and do like a like a little mini slam poetry session, or like a or like a fucking like just like yeah yeah fucking <laughs> dude, and like everybody just reads their little fucking thing. We'll Chaos man, bro, lizard fingers. <laughs> I would Some subject myself to that embarrassment for the sake of uh, our mutual entertainment. I that think sounds that would good be to me. Fun. Sign me up. Maybe not next week's, but the week after. Or so it's either that or rap about. battle, and I don't know if I have that in me. I would love to rap. I, I am not you going against circles around me. Yeah. I'm not bitch. going against you guys on the rapping or singing or. Exactly. I'll put, put a gold fiddle out for you. I can write some pretty. <laughs> I want to kill myself. Poetry. Yeah. Oh, kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. I, can, I can bring let's that to the it. table. It's about it. Let's let's go. Well, for that, it. Yeah. that'll work at a rap battle, I guess. No, it won't. No. All right. We'll figure out some oh, sort no, of thing. I got, one. I got one I could do rap. I went to an open mic last night, actually, that uh, at, the, at the checkerboard. 
I didn't close it because it might I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was because Ashley Pyle was in town. And oh, so she oh was Ashley. Like, she was like hosting it with her her fiance. Go check out Ashley Pyle, P-Y-L-E yeah, music. P-Y-L-E. She is the, one, one of, of the, the best. greatest songwriters. One of the best set of pipes I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah. And she's a sweetheart. We love her so much. Yeah. And she moved away. Dang it. Yeah. We miss her. She's doing great, though. Yeah. But anyway, she was in town and, and they were there. And I didn't really, I didn't read the event. I just knew that she was going to be there. And I live very close to the checkerboard. So I was like, oh, I'll just pop in there and see Ashley since we're not about having going band practice, too. you know. And so I went in there and they're like, cool, you're going to, you're going to, you, I, I would, Ashley's like, I want you to play this song, this song, and this song. Oh. I was like, I thought you were playing. She's like, it's open mic. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I ended up playing last night. But the reason I brought it up was because, uh, uh, this one gal got up there and did like rather than playing or trying to do comedy which are the two things that people tend to do at open mm-hmm. mic she got up there and did like beat some poetry. of her own beat poetry and I was like that's actually I respect the fuck out of that like I don't know if I'm brave enough to fucking do that mm-hmm. at an actual poetry slam let alone at just a random open mic with a bunch of musicians right. and she just got up there and fucking good for did her. it and it was pretty fucking good like I was like hmm. did she get some respect nice. for it yeah or? yeah like genuine respect genuinely or? yeah yeah everybody nice. that was in there was actually really fucking sweet I was it was a it was a, actually a cool evening uh, I haven't been in the checkerboard since they remodeled it either it's, Does like, it look it's nice, like nice now fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> that place needs rejuvenation it was a total dump before sorry to whoever owned it if you ever listen to this, but it was, and you know it. <laughs> it was a dump. <laughs> it was a super dump. And now it looks nice. Well, yeah. yeah, they tried. They tried, but no. Anyway, that was a lot of segues. What do we got next on the docket, Zach? Well, the thing that we were talking about, the focus in the zone and all that stuff, I think we've exhausted that. Uh, but you wanted to talk about 75 hard a little bit. I have a note to tell you about a note. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 75 hard. So that is so hard. That I'm is You have to hold up. a boner for 75 straight days, dude. What's Challenge that? accepted. What did you say? I said you have to hold a boner for 75. 75 straight days. You don't, Life you don't have that hard. problem already. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a challenge for me to not hold a boner that yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> this world is just exciting. All right, so uh, 75 hard. Uh, Shaden and I are going to start 75 hard. We initially were talking... Uh, November 22nd. I'm just going to tap out of this conversation. Well, we want, I'm we be want people to actually join us, and that's kind of a... We, Shaden pointed out and I agree with him that it's kind of a dick move to ask people to do something that uh, potentially it, it, it's not easy to do, but it's worth doing. And it's, I can tell you from personal experience, it, it can be life changing. Mm. Um, but it would be kind of a dick move to say, hey, start this and then tell your families you're not going to eat with them for the holidays. Yeah. So <laughs> right. as much as I hate New Year's resolution bullshit, mm-hmm. I Me too. fucking hate it. Me too. I'm there with you, man. Sometimes you got to go with the ride and the ride says, let's, I, I, because I want anybody that wants to do this to truly give this all they got. And I don't want to create bigger issues for you. Um, more challenges than it's already going to be to start this thing Mm. and and, And see it through and learn some consistency. Yeah. Well, what the hell kind I of think, I we, think I can't claim that I'm like this, this wise sage with that either. Like, I'm like, Oh, we don't no, We don't want to set people up to fail. Like I feel that way, but I've had a handful of people tell me, dude, I really want to do that with you guys, but I can't do that shit through Christmas. You know, so, like, I, so, so I don't okay. want to, I don't want to preclude people from being so able here's to, yeah, the deal. to do it. I, I'm willing to, I mean? I'm totally willing to compromise with everybody. And I understand that. And because I want people to succeed and I don't want them to have any other excuse Mm-hmm. So they don't succeed. I, I, I don't, I'm going to take away your excuses. So let's do it January 1st. Okay. Uh, 2023. Mark your calendars. Uh, on top of that. So 
this 75 hard is what this program is called. Uh, what is uh, Andy Fursella is the one that started it. Uh, he owns first form supplements and several other businesses. He has a, uh, podcast called real AF. Okay. That sounds um, for as fuck in case yeah, you're as real fuck? as fuck. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Real and as real fuck. as fuck. <laughs> episode <laughs> number as 208. Look up episode number 208. It explains what 75 hard is and then it also explains what live hard is. Mm. 75 hard is basically the boot camp for live hard if you choose to go on. This is free by the way. We're yeah. not trying to sell anything. Does not, it's, yeah. it's a free deal. There's a book that you can buy and I'm actually reading through it right now. I went ahead and got it. It's cheap. I think it was like 15 bucks or something. It's 25. 25 um, bucks. Yeah, but totally worth it. I yeah, I, anyway, I bought it's, the book. I, I th- I'm actually enjoying the book. So, I mean, right. if you if you really want to kind of get pumped about it, I'd recommend it. But the whole deal is free. You don't have to have the book right. to do it. But here's the thing. In this, you have to read 10 pages a day from either a positive book or something that you're learning anyway. So mm-hmm. that would be a really good book to read if you want to put it in your repertoire of books. Yeah. Um, I, but he also has a 75 hard app is $5. I bought it just cause it made it, it made it easy to track your days. Uh, it has a list of everything you have to do from your, uh, taking your progress picture to, to your two workouts yeah. a day. So if um, you got the book and the app, 30 bucks, I 30 mean, bucks to really invest into bad. yourself. Yeah. That's pretty damn that's cheap. Really that bad. I but, mean, but again, you don't have to, I know people are strapped. I just, I just had to fucking get surgery on top of, you know, making some purchases, trying to gear up for hunting. So like, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to spend a single penny. I don't have to. So I get it, but you don't have to, but if you can, I, I would say, you I haven't should, been through a drive through you know? in a long time, but I'm getting guessing that you probably can't get through a drive through for under 30 bucks in today's world. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just, just to put it in perspective, it's not an expectation anyway. Yeah. And I'm not, I get nothing for promoting this. I'm the reason I'm promoting it is I did this program and I've worked out for a lot of years and I did the program to improve myself. And it's, it's beyond a physical improvement. What it, what it does really is teaches discipline in your life and you, and you find your, you find your weak spots in yourself physically and mentally, and you focus on them. And, and by the end of it, you realize how much time you dick off in a day mm-hmm. and how quickly you can improve yourself physically and mentally. And, uh, it really does. It helps you get your life organized. And I've, since that program, I still do pretty much all the same stuff, but I'm, I'm more lax about it, but I usually work out twice a day. Yeah. My diet's shit right now because we had summer. And, uh, so that's really the biggest thing. Uh, and my reading has really dropped off and I can tell, mm-hmm. um, I listen to more audio, but it's still different, Yep. but everything yeah. of the water is pretty much the same. Speaking of, uh, removing excuses too. It, it, I know when, as soon as people hear like, you know, workout program or self-improvement program, they're like, I don't think I can hack that you know, like working out two times a day, 45 minutes a day. But here's the thing, you know, they're not saying this is the workout that you have to do. They're not saying this is the diet that you have to have. The requirements are you commit to whatever workout is approachable for you. You decide. Yeah. It's totally like you could, you could go for two 45 minute walks a day and it counts. If you think you can do more than that, I'd encourage you to, but you know, like you decide what's, what's the approachable part. You decide the diet, your diet could be, Hey, I'm really fucking skinny and I can never gain weight. So I'm just going to try to fucking load up on carbs and actually gain some weight and put on a little bit of muscle or something or, you know, or I just want to be a healthier weight. Or if you want, if you're like me, I want to, I want to cut off my extra weight but still continue to build muscle. So I'm just figuring out whatever diet I want to commit to mm-hmm. for two and a half months. So it's like, you're not, you're not being pinned to the wall of something that you don't really want to do. You decide it's all in your power, what you want to do. The, the deal is you got to commit to it. That's right. the part that's going to 
it really funny. changed your Doesn't mentality. Doesn't all McDonald's diet? Does that show up in it's any of the literature? It's technically diet. Yeah. <laughs> so, and here's the end. You know, the biggest thing that a lot of people struggle with is the no alcohol. They have a really hard time with the, imagining that they can't have a drink for 75 days, which yeah. kind of blows me away. But, hmm. you know, I mean, that, that should actually address, if you feel that way, you might need more to address in your life than... 75 hard maybe some other things to go get on. off maybe, of maybe Facebook not. and people, Twitter people so. in the UK would disagree with you Jeff <laughs> <laughs> well I'm just saying if, <laughs> if you think it's a problem I mean <laughs> they would they'd laugh in <laughs> your face they'd be like I, listen okay. here buddy I, I happen to agree with you though Jeff because yeah. I, I uh, if, if anytime with my drinking or anything else that I do habitually if I ever find myself wondering if it's a problem for me it's usually a good indicator that I need to chill out on it for yeah, a while. Right. You know? so that's, I, that's exactly I agree with I was, what you're right? saying. Yeah. 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 You can relate. You know. Yeah. yeah. So fucking yeah. Europe. I so mean, this, maybe you're right, but this whole thing is scalable. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, and it's designed. It's supposed to well, be what's scalable. What's it look like? I don't know. What is the program? Yeah. yeah. What does it look like? So it's two it's and a half se- months of. It's a 75 day program. There's no days off. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm telling you, you, you don't need them. I mean, your body's going to hurt sometimes, but yeah. Uh, there, you have to take a progress picture every day. Um, you don't have to share it with anybody. You just have to have it for yourself. You have to share it with me. Just my NSA I'm guy. I'm going to make Shaden. an entire wall of everybody's progress pictures, and I you may or may to. not jerk off to it. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, people. Uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you have to uh, read ten pages from, like I said, a positive type book. Uh, you actually have to read them. Don't yeah. listen to Not them. Not like a romance novel or something. Yeah. Like it's got to be something that teaches you Can something. Can be an economics textbook? Yeah. Check out. Sure. I suppose. Yeah. 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 As long as you're I mean, learning. I'd something. rather suck start a fucking clock. <laughs> no. Well, whatever. You'd be surprised how <laughs> interesting some of these folks are when they get real technical about shit. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I, so I've what said two. There's, Three, there's four. Like seven of these. We're never going to go make through. It, dude. We're never going to. You guys can't let me talk. <laughs> We're in a podcast format. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk too, Jeff. <laughs> well, he asked a question. How much? Har- how hard a work am I having to do? I can read ten pages a day. That sounds great. You I can, can do this, Zach. We're going to convince you to do I it. I think I should. If you <laughs> drink a gallon it, of water a day, for you. okay. Yeah. You hear me? What's that? Drink a gallon of water a day. Done. That's yeah. required. Easy peasy. Yep. Eat a balanced diet. Easy peasy. Program your own diet and stick to it. That means no cookies, no chips, no bullshit. If you cheat, you have to start over at day one. That's the whole okay. thing. If right. you miss an ounce of your water, you start over at day one. You missed a picture, start over. Mm. The whole thing. So and the, then the work, uh, no alcohol, seventy-five days. Done. So that's easy. You can drink, well, you start over. And then the workouts is uh, two forty-five minute workouts in a day. One Look, of those workouts now. has to be outside. Oh, has to be outside. Okay, okay. And like I, mean, I said, you can just go for a fucking long walk. Yeah, Many hell, counts. you can do jump rope in your fucking driveway. Who for cares? Forty-five minutes jump rope. <laughs> I'm just God damn. That's extreme. <laughs> that's extreme I am going but I'm to, just saying. I'll just you go run for some marathons just first. The thought of jumping up and down right and, now, and is then the second the pain. <laughs> second workout doesn't have to be inside, but uh, it, it can be inside if you want it to be. Cool. Okay. And that's so, it. And it'll be winter time, so you probably will look forward yeah, to the that, inside workout. There, there's not a lot to it. <laughs> hmm. There's not a lot to it, but you'd be amazed. I mean, oh, the other thing was the two workouts have to be at least three hours apart. Okay. That's where uh, the some of the timing of your schedule comes in. I guess, because a lot of people are like, fuck it, I'm just going to do an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, you can't. And then last time when I did this, I last time I did it intentionally through the holidays in the winter time um 
and went off Facebook the whole time just to do it for me mm-hmm. and make it as challenging as I possibly could. Cool. I remember, I did the no drinking thing for an entire month, which wasn't really that hard. Like, there was a couple days at the beginning that I was like, there's things I normally would do while drinking, and I was like, oh... I guess I'll just delete the drinking part of this and still do it, you know. But after it took me like a week to adjust, and then I was like, oh, okay, we're good. So I just did the like the no drinking for a month, and like it was a good like great reset button, you know. Like, was, like even even just doing that part, like if if you and I mean I don't know if you if you don't really drink, then you're not going to notice the difference. But I I like to have gin when I'm doing stuff, yeah. you know. So it's just like it, it's a noticeable difference for me. So it's like whatever it is, you know, whether you're you're used to just being sedentary or you're used to operating on not very much water when you do all this stuff you're going to notice a fucking difference you know and i'm kind of looking forward to seeing how it how it affects me personally i'm kind of i'm getting excited to do it i think i was already like sober for like two years and i mean i i have a drink now once in a while but i was just on this thing where i just wasn't gonna drink yeah just to see if i could drinking's um, the only vice i have left boys i don't even have coffee anymore (laughs) anyway 75 hard january 1st um I'm still not Go convinced. listen to that episode. Go listen, yeah. <laughs> You're doing it, Zach. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> Everybody uh, bully, real AF. bully Zach until no. he decides to do it, because that's the best way to motivate no. people. <laughs> real AF uh, episode number 208. Uh, it explains both uh, 75 Hard and then the, uh, the continuing program of Live Hard. But let's get through 75 Hard first. Yeah. Talk cool. Let's do it. Good job. All right. Now let's move on to our reasonablest party, shall we? I think we, we shall. I think we shall. Okay. How are we looking? Doing all right? Okay. Yeah. Reasonless party. This week, I just wanted to throw this out there to you guys. Uh, So when I listen to people talk about politics, when they talk about communism and socialism and capitalism and fascism and all these things, uh, I get the impression from people that they don't know anything about them. Like they're afraid to read those things or afraid to under... Well, it might get on you. It might get on you. They believe that it's bad, so there's no point to look into it, Right, which is strange very strange do you think that's a do you think that's a uh a, an issue in western society especially because of uh christian values and i'm not trying to throw shade necessarily but like there's like there's specifically things in the bible that are like you don't you, look you into don't that even at all. look at this otherwise yeah. it poisons you do not you know listen to I mean? like that that's my generation yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. does feel don't don't ever even think contact someone who has anything to do with witchcraft by the right? way have you ever done that have you ever listened to records backwards contacted yeah. people to do witchcraft yeah every day <laughs> sound terrible <laughs> yeah, I, yeah people still do that with uh with not records i just listened to paparazzi by uh lady gaga mm. backwards and i was like whoo <laughs> like i mean you hear it's power of suggestion you know they're like well, listen it's saying this and yeah. then that's what you hear that but was my even point. if you don't know yeah. you're like oh it sounds pretty fucking creepy <laughs> we had we had when i had was in a band called soma we did a song called el diablo masuno and we did our engineer jake reverse the first little bit of our song and it said and we were both we were all convinced it was magic shit at the time you know it's like a long time ago and it said you uh what the fuck was it it chanted something very distinct and it was like fucking but then a lot of songs do that because they're words and they're sounds and right when you turn backwards they sound like other words and sounds because it's the language anyway Weird. but okay so my point on this one is just a real simple one this might not be a long conversation but i think the reasonable party platform should be that we look at communism socialism capitalism as information only 
not something that we're like, we want to embrace some of the, well, we want to embrace things that work from it, the information that works, but we also don't want to shun it away either. Cause the one thing that I've learned from being interested in the discourse, I guess, is that if I read people that I feel, if I read the literature or the, the foundations of the people that I feel are ridiculous or that I don't understand, if I read their information and get, and I get their argument, uh, steel manned as fuck, like I, they don't seem evil to me anymore. They don't seem ridiculous as much anymore. I see where they're coming from a little bit better. And I still might not like it or whatever, but it only adds to my life. Mm-hmm. And so if for the reasonableness party, we consider all things, just information from the, from here on out kind of thing. Like this is going to, you know, a real party or whatever, but if, if it was a reason yeah, say never. <laughs> right i don't know stranger things have happened if, if we were to so look now at we're kind of like the four square church of politics all are welcome is what you're saying i want to I, I don't want to dismiss <laughs> any ideas that was a funny analogy uh, to me <laughs> <laughs> i would say no uh no yeah basically now we con- just became what we don't want to become well right <laughs> damn it no you but either all die ideologies. a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain <laughs> you are free I'm, to come and go as you please and we will not until you're not i said and then we will not uh, hold it against you either way. <laughs> so this is what i think you're driving at zach and it's a portion of I know my my personal <laughs> i know my, you guys my personal philosophy and uh I, I treat everything in life this way, and I agree with your premise if this is what you're saying, which is uh, all information is worth having, even if all information might not be worth integrating. Even if it's bad information. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, so when I, I, I go through life, and I've, I've used this metaphor talking to a lot of people, and it kind of helps me keep myself on track with this behavior, mm-hmm. but I look at any source of information I can get my hands on. I know I won't ever turn anything away out of hand, even if it comes from some place that I'm like, right. (laughs) I'll still look at the information always because I feel that I truly feel that all information is worth having, but I'll pick it up and I'll examine it with my lens that I've crafted based on all the other things I've examined previously. Mm -hmm. I will look at it through that lens. I'll determine here's some things in here that I find valuable and it might be 1% of it. Like I'm panning for gold and it's like a little fleck and the rest of it was just dirt and Mm -hmm. shit, you know, but I'll take that one fleck and I'll add it. uh, It's essence to my lens. So my lens is now improved for looking at future exactly. things. And then I'll put that little speck of, you know, whatever I got out of it that I had thought had value into the other pile of all the other shit that I've found from anywhere mm-hmm. that also has value. And then occasionally I'll go and spend time with that pile and be like, what, what are we looking like now? Now that I have all these new chunks in here, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll do that. I mean, so what you're saying is that, but also like include the big, you know, taboo, like things that are very hated because of people's ideology. It's fair to say, I don't like communism because it killed, it it had a lot to do with a lot of bad decisions that may or may not be full on cap communism or whatever. About 80 million people or a hundred million people had to die for this weird experiment and stuff. But the, the information involved doesn't just get thrown away because of all that. Yeah. Like, what do we? Just what did we learn that, from that? I wouldn't that? tell somebody don't ever read the manifesto. Right. Yeah. You know, or the wouldn't. or the stuff that came after Marx, because you know yeah. Marx isn't the end; it's the beginning of Marxism. Neo-Marxism is a lot of things that we're dealing with today in this country, and people don't seem to know it. Even the people that are spouting it aren't aren't aware that it's like, well, the roots of what you're talking about are actually coming from Marx. They're not Marx, 
but you know that's why we call you neo Marxist. Or there's all sorts of fucking weird ass shit. So this is the day I found out that Zach is a communist. <laughs> you know what? Out of all the things that, if I was a re- if I was the president of the Reasonless Party, I would be a free market person. I still yeah. think that that's our, our ability to do technology and to cooperate with each other without coercion is actually really good. Even though a lot of people tell us it's not, all the places where we have the least amount of government happen to be the richest countries in the world and also have the highest standard of living for people in in not the rich areas of that part blah blah blah. Mm. so to me i would still go there but i think i'd be a dictator i want (laughs) (laughs) so is it you've all been warned he's been warned (laughs) the less government you have then uh the more the communities tend to realize that they need to step up and take care of themselves yes yeah Mm -hmm. more responsible people are developed in a a free society yeah or they crash and burn and better things come to replace them but i still think (laughs) end result's still the same i still think a wealthy country can and i I maybe it should be always voluntary it should always be voluntary i don't think you should be forced to pay taxes yeah. I, think I think you should as, pay as many things that can be voluntary should be voluntary yes but which even, is not even all safety things, nets, unfortunately even those think. safety nets like if if you don't feel if you're angry like people are not working hard and you're like fuck them they can't have any of my tax money i'm okay with that like the people that want to help people should spend their money on that stuff uh that kind of shit but like i was saying so the basic fundamental i guess this would be one of the principles is that we don't shun everything just based on because it's a political failure or whatever we look at it because it's information that we can build on and that we don't throw away thinkers because some people that took their thoughts did terrible things with them we we want to weigh them all because there's good thinkers on the right on the left on the up and the down all throughout there's great religious thinkers that have great ideas that just because you're an atheist or an agnostic or whatever you're like i don't believe christians have anything to say about these sorts of things because they believe in jesus and it's like no (laughs) and and likewise if you're a christian you're like a lot of really valuable things from like very mindful theologians in the christian camp like growing up i mean i was immersed in that shit growing up lewis is i haven't i haven't thrown it all out you know because there's shit that i got from there that i'm like yeah i might not agree with the ultimate conclusions or where that was coming from but that fuck that some of that shit has value man absolutely absolutely there's a lot of value in a lot of different religions on how to live by principle and Mm -hmm. how we should at least treat other people and how we should persevere in our life Mm -hmm. you know and every religion i think tries to enforce those those rules it's it's the other byproducts that fuck it all up right quite frankly Mm -hmm. i guess i wonder if if we look at uh religious texts in the same way as just information but it's just less information but it's still all experimenting with reality and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on anytime i read a religious text i kind of view it through the lens of philosophy like i just treat it like i'm reading another philosophy book you know and or even like collaborative philosophy even if it's fables people seem to be able to apply it to their life and 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 bring get something positive out of it and and i would argue i would argue that fables have have brought more value to day-to-day human life than any other form of yeah stories in general we we live and die by archetypes man that 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 governs our behavior so much more than more than we like to admit well, or even realize hence why religion uh, specifically christianity would work then right well if, mean, it, if it happened to be fables i don't know i'm not saying one way or the other i don't fucking know i mean I that, that just kind of circles back to that whole discussion we had about 
organ or religion having a certain utility, whether or not it's actually based in factuality. You know? yeah, if absolutely. it's in, somewhere in our mind, we really like the spiritual, for lack of a better term. I'm world. just broken. Really I like just don't it. have the ability to have it. <laughs> I've fair. tried. You I can't just even can't. watch Star Wars, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> you are broken. How, what, a, what an awful. No. I think you're, you might have found something better to Is do with your Buddhism? time. Buddhism? I can't even handle Star Trek, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. All right. Well, so I think my point is, is I'm not sure we want to do that or not, but to me it seems like we'll just accept things as information and, and we'll try and take the heat off of all of the... Uh, so we're not having any book burnings is what you're saying. I somebody has an idea. Agree with the no book burnings. I'm no board burnings. With if that. somebody claims to be a communist and has an idea, you're not going to automatically shut it out if it happens to be an idea that would work. Well, it's also just part of our history too. It's like, you know, I think it's part of the reason when I, when I listen to people say on the right where they, they label things communist and socialist and it's kind of willy nilly and those things are kind of related, but there, you can tell that they don't know that they've never read any of that stuff and that it's just kind of a trigger word that comes from propaganda. And that same thing happens on the left because they don't know, they don't know any Ronald Reagan speeches or any of the intellectuals on the right or any of the kinds of conservatives that exist out there. They just know, I don't like the Trumps for saying. sure. It's, it's from that and the old guys, so the neocons, bad. I don't like them. Yeah, yeah, I can attest to that theory personally. I was once called in a public forum a fascist bootlicker. <laughs> and I was like, Get by it. an American person. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. You put your foot down. I was like, have you met me? Like, ever? What kind of statement I, is that to make to someone? No boots have I ever licked, nor will I ever. And fascist I am clearly not. Right. right. <laughs> I'm not sure you know what that means. Exactly. And, and so... I don't want people to not read. You should know thy enemy. Even if you end up hating communism or hating capitalism. to not. You should know so. their arguments so well. Because it only it does you a disservice not to know the arguments of the thing that you don't like. You know what I mean? How do you? How dare you? That was a lot of <laughs> or, no's and don'ts in might. about three sentences. That was amazing. <laughs> what with me? What did I do? No, don't, 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 don't. I'm don't thrown know, down. I, no, uh, and don't, and I don't, no, no, not, no, not, don't. Now I'm don't. questioning my existence. What planet am I on? Well, the other thing that might happen, and this is a real possibility, is you might dig into something that you're. I don't know, your camp, your your adopted philosophy, your religion, your creed, whatever it might be, has told you, ooh, stay away from that shit. That shit doesn't line up with what you believe. And then you go and you actually look at it for yourself and you go, uh, I think I actually believe that. More. More. Yeah. You know, and you have a, a paradigm shift and that doesn't mean that everything you had up until that point is garbage. But that's just, why they're afraid of take the value books. and move. I know. That's why that's, they're afraid of those things. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I say bring it on, man. Indeed. All knowledge is worth having. <laughs> well, let's move right along. I think we're getting towards the end of the show, would you guys say? It's got to be yeah, getting close. Starting to wind down uh, a little. Sun's getting real low, big guy. It's real low. <laughs> but advice. This time, I don't even know who this is from. It says, stop wanting something so badly. Oh, this is me. Okay. I remember. Don't want anything ever. Quit it. Stop. I'm just, I'm stop just liking that's things. Not the, yeah, that's not the advice. <laughs> no, this is partly advice, but also something I'm kind of just testing out uh, theory-wise. I want to kind of bounce it off of all you guys, but I, I'm not sure exactly how to frame this, but it seems like when you spend your time really desiring something or wanting something and it's always seems like it's just out of your reach and then you decide oh i guess i don't really want that as bad as i once did i just wanted the idea of it and mm -hmm. then that's usually when you get it 
you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I guess if I was going to, if I was going to say paint sometimes, it that, sometimes, yeah. And that's, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it's, it's, it's often enough that it, it seems to be a little more than a coincidence. If perhaps. you want to create a $10 million business and you're not getting there and you just kind of give up on it, it's probably never going to become a $10 million business. Yeah. Maybe, but I'm saying on an individual, what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe so. But I mean, it's like, I think it's it, it, the differences in your approach, perhaps like if you're, if you're pushing at it so hard, but you just might be pushing at it from the wrong angle or it's the act of you pushing on it so hard all the time that's keeping it from taking off. And then when you back off that pressure a little bit and leave room for other, or other may, things, or to maybe you turn, it, yeah. holy shit, your business might explode. Overnight. I can see that. Or maybe you, know? you Turn around, loosen up on some of your, you know, maybe do some different advertising just for the hell of it, and something takes off that you thought never. Yeah, would. whatever yeah. the case might be, you know, it's, it, maybe it falls into the category of getting too lost in your scope. You, yeah. know, you can't yeah. see you the forest. You kind of steel man your principal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess I guess to make a to, ma to make a much, much more stuff. like micro relatable example of this that a lot of us have probably seen in our lives, either personally or with our peers is. You'll have uh, we'll use a, a guy for an example because I think we're we do this more often than gals do, <laughs> to be fair. But you you have this guy that's like it just he's like I just really want to get a girlfriend or I really want to I really want to get married or I really want to have a girlfriend and then they're the guy that's always, you know, like horribly single <laughs> no matter what they try because they just keep fucking it up for reason a b c or d and then because they turn uh, into little mini stalkers probably well, right and there's and too some, intense there's some truth to that for sure but it's like it seems like the moment that they women, women chill the fuck out and they go you know what i, I don't get, i'm just tired of chasing after this i probably don't even really need a relationship i'm just going to focus on me and then aka lo and behold yeah in a, in a short amount of time <laughs> somebody's like interested in them because you know somebody takes an interest in them and then they're like well i wasn't even looking for a relationship and that's when i found one you know and like, not always that way but it happens more it's probably often. better to just let go of things anyway if you find yourself obsessing over relationship stuff it would probably be healthier to not be that way yeah and then so, it probably and I, like i said i think women smell desperation and vice versa you know i think for sure. We can all smell when it's yeah. like, wow. So I guess, I guess my, my real point of this, if I was going to wrap it around to advice, cause I'm just sort of exploring the idea and trying to figure out what it is that, that makes it this way. And it's probably a combination of things, but if you're, if you're pushing so hard after something and you just keep running into closed doors, maybe, uh, stop, stop pushing so hard for a second and let it breathe and see, see what comes of it. Maybe you're the problem. Hmm. Yeah. Seem, I like that. Seem reasonable. It's, it's yeah. let, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with it so far. I'm still cogitating. But. This makes me think of letting go of the bar. Let go of the bar. Whatever you're holding on to right. is super, super hard. And if it's that, let go. Almost like it's just a ride. It's just a ride. You brought it back around. Back around. You know, we actually had, we got plenty of time, don't we? Yeah. We, you had another topic that we were going to talk about in this <clears> one. Uh, and this one, I don't know how long it'll go, but it's, uh, human heroes oh yeah 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 uh so a couple caveats uh to this thing uh one <laughs> i'm gonna get in probably in trouble for ultimately telling the story that aren't I you always tell. in trouble I yeah like but so. i'm always in trouble but you know what it's he, fucking worth it because it. it's a good story and it, right. it makes a point but no i was i was thinking about my heroes in life have been real people i don't know if this happens with you know people who literally 
look at fictional characters as heroes. You're talking shit about Obi-Wan Kenobi by chance? A little bit. <laughs> but it's like, at some point in your life, going from child to adult, oh, he is. you have He's somebody that you, that you look up to. Ouch. And there's some point that you realize that they make mistakes and have shit happen to them and have little crises just like anybody else. And when they're in the middle of it, guess what? They're probably going to act like anybody else would. But until you see it, you just realize, you just think that they've got everything under control and squared away. Right. Uh, and, <laughs> and you guys know that my father is my ultimate hero of my yeah. life. And I can remember the day <laughs> and he's going to kill me for telling the story, but it's all right. It's worth it. <laughs> you, you've lived, you've had a good life. I've had a good life yeah. <laughs> and this was, this was 30 years ago, 30 years ago, this happened. Okay. And this was the day that I realized that my hero just has a shitty day sometimes. His face is already <laughs> red. You can so, see So, <laughs> yeah. So, Dad and I decided we were going to go out duck hunting out at uh, Vancouver Lake. And he had this little eight-foot dinghy, uh, fiberglass little boat, mm-hmm. square boat, that we were going to oar out to this area where we were going to duck hunt. So, it's eight feet. I'm six foot. My dad's what 510 at the time he was probably 200 pounds i was about the same mm-hmm. we have like four dozen decoys with us which take up a ton of room and we ordered this stupid ass thing probably close to a mile to get to the area where we wanted to hunt wow. well it rains a lot over there so we had to stand in water in order to hunt so we got we got hip waders on now you gotta understand this was long enough ago that they didn't have the nice neoprene hip waders with the cool boots and mm. form-fitted you know the shit no, was these, rubber this shit was green rubber that looked like you couldn't fucking afford a boat it was just <laughs> i am the boat just this big floppy heavy shit it was just terrible and so we're out there kind of treasuring trying to set up our decoys and the water's about you know hip high okay uh it, it's pretty high yeah. That, to stand in for a long time, is, you know, it can get pretty cold. Anyway, we get all the duck decoys out, and it's dark, and it's it's kind of drizzling a little bit. And uh, we got all the shit on, and just tons of clothes on. And my dad's like, God damn it. I'm like, what? He's like, I got a shit. <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do? He's like, I, I guess I got to go. He's like, I got to go up in the boat. <laughs> so he... So I help him climb up into the dinghy. I'm sorry for for this grant. <laughs> we tried to stop him. <laughs> I help him I help him climb up into the dinghy and then I just you know turn around to kind of try and give him his privacy and I just hear this clanking around God damn it. It's just some rustling around and splashing around for a good three minutes. And, I, and I'm just fucking laughing, <laughs> looking the other way and laughing. And then it just kind of gets quiet for a little while. And then I hear more rustling around. Oh, then he's like, God damn it. I don't have toilet paper. <laughs> so then I hear splashing around. Going, All right. <laughs> And I hear him all rustling around. And I hear him like, he's like, I got to get my boots on. <laughs> and he's like, fuck me. I'm like, what? He's like, I didn't, I didn't get my waders out down far enough. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> that poor song. Oh, I felt so no. fucking bad for him, but I laughed. No, 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 oh, no, no. That, you need that song. Ding, ding, <laughs> so, ding. Oh no! So then, oh, of course, no. I have to turn oh, no, down. No, 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 no. So I'm trying to hold the boat for him while he's got his 
Uh, boots down, trying to uh, trying to splash it all out with water. <laughs> to get it. Oh man! But that tough son of a bitch had water in his boots, and I mean it's cold. It's January ish, right. and he dealt with that crap literally up his back. <laughs> put his coat back on. And we stood out there and we froze our asses off and hunted for a few hours before he finally was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so he was the uh, original Poobah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, Ultimate. yeah, he specifically told me not to tell that story, but sorry, Dad. I, I love you and I'm your son. You you have to love me. <laughs> <laughs> Disown. I, that's actually hilarious yeah. because I have a somewhat similar story with my dad that I'm also forbidden from telling, and it's like eerily similar. <laughs> well, I think we can extrapolate. Both of y'all are in trouble. You know, both the, y'all. the other part of that is, too, is, uh, you know, going through life still, you know, I'm lucky enough to have my hero around my age and and then you know my, my dad has come up with some some health issues uh, recently that he's dealing with and and kicking ass on and i won't get into that too much but what it pointed out was seeing my hero realize his own mortality and then me realizing that this untouchable human being uh who i've always looked up to is a person is yeah fallible at, at the end of the day he is just a human being but he's just this exemplar exemplary human being compared to all others yeah as a man he's better right and, and he'll still wear a shit coat yeah he'll still yeah. wear a shit coat <laughs> <laughs> he can still shit in his boots yeah but, but yeah so just as a man among all men he was better yeah so that's and that's a crazy moment i feel like especially cause my dad's kind of like i don't i don't spend a whole lot of time idolizing anybody really it, real people because people will always let you down over a long enough time span in my opinion and but maybe obi-wan that's a, kenobi maybe that's a yeah, but obi-wan is perfect <laughs> no but i think that uh it's a weird paradigm shift to see somebody that you that you uh idolize or have up on a pedestal and you're like you realize not only are they fallible but they're also temporary Mm -hmm. and that's like that's a that's a man-sized thing to fucking come to terms with you know like and it's i think it happens to everybody in some degree or another and i think parents are pretty you know i mean some people have shit relationships with their parents but if you don't that's usually the one that you're going to run into because you're like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, you know, like I can't imagine this person not being a part of my life or, you know, or, or you know, them failing me in some profound way. I just can't fathom it, but it, it can and does happen. And, and then learning to hopefully learning to accept them anyway, mm-hmm. w- even having that knowledge, uh, it makes it more meaningful for me anyway. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's like, uh, like you kind of, you sort of have to have flaws in order to be a hero of mine, or at least somebody that I respect. Right. Well, like I mean, if I don't, if I can't see you, you know, losing your shit a little bit when you're having a bad day, but then bouncing back from it, then you probably haven't earned my respect entirely. Obi Wan did yeah. let the Sith Lords kind of take over the Senate. <laughs> the only people <laughs> in my life outside of blood family are the people that I have personally watched them battle demons and win. Right. battle hard situations yeah. and win and learn something from it yeah everybody mm-hmm. if you if you i mean 
if you follow the rules, I, I can respect that, but you and I aren't going to have a whole lot to talk about because you're not going to understand any perspectives that I, that I come from mm -hmm. with the life that I lived, both personally and in law enforcement. Just And, and, the, and in those are really quite different. Yeah. Right. yeah. Scars survived and fuck-ups overcome some of the most attractive shit to me, mm. honestly. Scars are sexy, it. man. Seriously. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> on, on, and I've, on I've everybody too. Girls like, Guys, so, girls, I don't I'm, care. Your I'm scars so are sexy. self-conscious about my scars. I'm like, why? Tiger stripes. That is hot. Tiger stripes are <laughs> fucking hot, man. Right? There you go. Listen to that, ladies. See? <laughs> I have a kind of a funny, uh, if we want to bring some levity back, you reminded me with your story about your dad. Mine's a little shorter, but when I was working at Best Buy when I was 19, I went and uh, I had to pee real bad and I don't remember why but I sat down to pee probably because I'm I'm sometimes effeminate <laughs> and I'm Dude, okay with it, that it, isn't that mandatory in the morning that's how you, sometimes I mean, you want to read a book or some yeah, shit yeah like you don't I, have to but take it wasn't shit. the What's morning it was the middle of my work day you'd think I would have just went in and fired it off but All for right. some reason I was like I'm gonna sit you know what it was it was probably I wanted to sit there away from customers yeah. for a few minutes and look at my phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest but so I'm sitting there and they make you wear khakis of course, at Best Buy, probably to this day. It's a very poor decision, in my opinion. But <laughs> I agree. I'm not running the company. But I, uh, I was, I was not. I was like, uh, I'm not going to babysit my stream. I'm just going to let it rip because I really had to go. Right. So I went, and then I looked down, and my pee was coming between the toilet bowl <laughs> and the toilet seat, and it was just showering the back of my khakis. I've done that before. And and I'm like dude, I have six more hours of work and I can't explain, like if I got a little bit of something on the front, I can be like, ooh, the sink splashed me or something, right. you know? Mm -hmm. There's no explaining that amount of piss on the back of my khakis. <laughs> right. I piss on my khakis <laughs> in the bathroom. I literally did. So Tell me I, your ass was up at the hand dryer. <laughs> nope. No. I, I, hand, uh, I went, like so this. the bathroom at that, at that Best Buy was right around the corner from the Geek Squad counter. I kind of went out there and hugged to the wall, you know, with my ass to the wall. And I leaned over and I went, Lee is one of the guys that worked in Geek Squad. I was like, Lee, he's like, what? I was like, come here. <laughs> and so I told him what happened and he's like, no fucking way. <laughs> I was like, tell me you got an extra pair of pants, man. And he's like, I do. Oh. They're black though. And I was like, I don't care. I can live with that. Like, I'll, I'll explain it. I'll uh, take the L. <laughs> oh. what? So Lee saved the day. But uh, man, the, that feeling when you're like, fuck, like, I'm sure your dad felt it was like, fuck, what Dude. am I supposed to do? Oh, right. <laughs> he was just, fuck me. Just right. like, are you There's fucking no kidding solution. me? I mean, just nothing went right. On I mean, this dingy. It, oh, and did I fail to say that it was leaking? No, you did or fail you did to say that. Yeah, it was so it was filling up with water Sounds as well, like slowly, but it was leaking. <laughs> and it's like I said, then we get there and we're like, fuck, we got to stand in the water, and then to fiddle fuck around and in the, in the dark, and then he's got nothing to wipe his ass, at, and then to not realize that he didn't even hit the water to begin with, and tell it was at the back of his neck running oh, down. Man. How often? And, and then and then his, you know. His loving, adoring son is just in fucking hysterics, <laughs> laughing. A high degree of empathy. <laughs> yeah, well, giving him no sympathy at all. Well, besides, some fucking day I'm going to tell this story. I didn't realize it was going to be to the world. Yeah, I was going to say, besides the multitudes of folk that are listening to this now, how many people knew this previously? Two, two. <laughs> Fuck, you guys, did you yeah. guys ever talk about it? This is private? a jar I'm, exclusive. I'm, I don't. We're either going to talk about it really, really loudly next time I see him. <laughs> 
Or he'll never, or he'll never fucking talk to me again because he actually does listen to our show. Well, <laughs> you know, we have an edit button, so this is up to Jeff. Oh no, it's Get, going. Just <laughs> I love my. Grant. You know what? Shane my hero is him. alive, and even with his deal, he's kicking ass, yeah. and he's going to be fine, and I'm happy for it. And if he wants to live the rest of his life, mad at me, maybe he'll live longer. <laughs> there you go. Like hey, anger, if, anger is a beautiful thing. Hate, hate builds mountains. Man. Oh, it'd be more fun. <laughs> <if you guys. laughs> it'd be more fun if you had another shit story to, to add on to your life so well, so, well hey, if he lives long enough he'll have plenty of them <laughs> yeah for Grant, sure take it take it from one guy who's shit in an unfortunate place it's not the end of the world buddy right and, <laughs> and it was 30 years ago I, <laughs> yeah. I and, and i bet a lot of your friends years. don't listen you to our show so it'll be fine you sat on that <laughs> for say 30 face. years that's better than he ever could have expected yeah, from 30 you. years so you've done your sonly duty <laughs> yes crocky f- all right when i had a realization that that my hero might die. I'm like, no, I have to tell that story while he's alive. <laughs> I can't miss out on that reaction. You can't miss out on it. You need to have this embarrassment yes. before I need to yeah, see that's, it. So yeah, that is why I decided today to tell that story. Yeah. I don't think I'd be that embarrassed. I think it's like... No, it's not an embarrassing and story. The it's thing, an awesome that What's story. awesome about it is the grace. Like he handled it with grace. <laughs> that's the, That was the whole yeah. thing is this terrible thing grace. happened, which was funny, but he was still a badass and stood out there with his son just to hunt with me and freeze his ass off and yeah. stink and just be miserable just, just because he wanted to do it for me. That's grace. Yeah. That's fucking honorable. That's good shit. Oh yeah. Love that. Good story, man. Thanks good for, story. Thanks for breaking story. the exclusive on right here on jar. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right, we got uh, one, two, three. Dude, I got left. through that really without losing it too. That you was did. Good. I'm impressed. You had one minor close call and you pulled through it. I had a minor Atta close boy. call from it too, man. <laughs> I, I feel nothing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. Well, this is our fuck this, yes this part where we're going to talk about uh, fuck people that don't give two weeks notice, and I believe this is a Shaden uh, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> with, with caveats. There's got to be a Something caveat. Something happened. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as you, as you may have guessed, someone quit in my company this week and uh, <laughs> they gave zero notice. They came in and worked for two hours in the morning and then just fucked off without a word. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it really left us all up shit creek, uh, especially some of my favorite coworkers. So I was like offended on their behalf, I suppose. Mm. Fucking so now you're kind of just <laughs> blanket statementing all the people that may yeah. have done so. But so, well, so we had a conversation about it, me and me and a couple of my teammates and I was like you know I've worked some really shitty jobs that definitely didn't deserve my two weeks notice like I, they probably deserved me to tell them to fucking pound sand way before I actually left mm-hmm. but I just don't really have it in me unless unless I'm like being actually abused in some way by a job you know which is like and I'm not talking like oh they don't pay me enough like I'm like they're right. they're putting my my health in jeopardy kind of shit then yeah I'm I'm fucking out of there you know so like I'll say this with caveats you know? right like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if, if you're being so horribly mistreated that it's like could becoming a danger to your life then yeah get the fuck out of there that's not you worth, know you the know. right way to get yeah. the hell out of a job so you just gave me my caveat things. no yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know no job no paycheck is worth your life in my opinion but unless you're bounty hunter then suck it up but uh <laughs> it's an occupational hazard but um I, I barring those crazy extreme circumstances if you can't you know, regardless of how you've been treated if you can't see your way clear to be the bigger person and and 
fulfill your your you know the like i'm gonna give you guys a chance to transition might not be a long chance two weeks is not that long <laughs> to replace you especially if you do a job that's not you know like entry level right like yeah. you just started there kind of shit you know it's like but at it's least almost like it's, doing it's a it's a it's an honorable thing to do in my opinion and i can't imagine having not given two weeks notice at any of the jobs that i worked at even the shitty ones because i'm just like it's not about whether or not they deserve it it's about my principles right so it's like if you can't hold yourself to that that standard which seems pretty low to me like well you can't gut it out for two more weeks you piece of shit like (laughs) (laughs) then fuck you my opinion i I, I should be fucked because i i was i was that guy i'm like fuck this place i've been that guy a few times fuck uh, fuck wendy's fuck dave when his daughter wendy i mean prior to having a career i mean actually i was i worked for a company for quite a while but i mean i had i had a lot of i before law enforcement i typically worked three jobs at a time Mm -hmm. i would work two part-time jobs and a full-time job and so a lot of the the part-time jobs i didn't give the two-week notice because either i just needed to fucking quit it because i couldn't i was too buried at that time so i needed to just quit one of my jobs mm-hmm. or uh, there was something that came along that was better but it was a this is another temporary i need to do this job during these times it's just a temporary thing but i'm gonna make more cash so yeah I quit. my mind my mind was on me basically probably fucked over a lot of companies yeah. that way yeah I, I did that so fuck you too i guess yeah, yeah fuck me Sorry. i was i fuck was also very young. almost all my jobs i didn't realize I, I was surrounded by swine i was also <laughs> very young and uh, i agree with you though I, in principle and you know still I work that myself. frontal lobe didn't really click that oh this affects other people too yeah i should probably help well, them out they and help me out. it can affect it you too because if you're trying to get a job somewhere else that you really want a job and they're like so what happened with your last job that you had and you're like i told them to fuck off and i left and that was it and they're like cool you're gonna do us that way too <laughs> be like yeah honestly <laughs> yes they're like, sweet you're a job yeah everybody else does if somebody answered that question i'd be like okay <laughs> I might have to think about I it i just want to know where we stand <laughs> at least we know you're not pretending that you're here for the culture you want just the paycheck okay we can all be honest now we also want money from you and your services all right well, that's my little that's my little rant two weeks notice people uh yeah i i remember i quit a job because of gigs i've quit two or three because of like a really great gig the night before <laughs> where it's like i think best buy was one where it's like hey zach where you at okay, like, okay. best buy is also a caveat <laughs> fuck best buy they deserve they deserve all the horrible things that ever happened i agree with that too. <laughs> i fully agree with that and i worked for them really hard for a couple all right this is our our last thing and this is what i, I requested this because i don't know very much about it and i haven't had time to look into it and I know you know a little bit about it. Yeah, don't set me up as an and, expert because I'm not. But uh, Jeff, I want to ask you about Web three, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, that is when <laughs> that is when a spider is up in the corner, and then that's so what I what, think. So what he does is he makes a triangle that follows into the corner. So there's one web, two web, three webs. So it's Web three, and Web three is where he starts, and then he works his way back to two, and then one, and he has a perfect like a cyclone in that yeah. corner. Yeah, and voila, internet, right? Yes. Okay, so that is he right? That's exactly, yeah, I have nothing more to add. Okay. Couldn't have put it better myself. So, in case you guys were wondering, that wasn't web- bad for just making some shit. <laughs> for good. pulling it out of your ass. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It had a structure. It was fucking very it geometrical. <laughs> there was a climax. <laughs> it was me. I climaxed. <laughs> well, tell us about Web three. So, what the hell? Oh, you want me to tell you? Yes, Shaden. You fine. know about the computers, fine. And the doohickeys, and the widgets. So, Web three is interesting. To me because it's 
so essentially the internet that you know now is web two. That's what's known as web two. Web web one was before it was it had the infrastructure to span the globe when it was still it was kind DARPA. of like it was a lot of local networks tied together by mm-hmm. HTTP protocols, you know. Okay. I think, Post-DARPA. The, I think the P stands for protocol. I probably just did that annoying thing where you do the acronym and then say the last word mm-hmm. on top of the acronym. Anyways. <laughs> we'll forgive uh, you. Yeah, thank you. Uh so web two is what the internet is currently and has been for quite a few years now, which is a, you know, global interconnected network of, you know, hibbity jibbity, hibbity blibbity, yeah. um, science magic. And the internet is cool, uh, but it has its problems. And web three fascinates me because web three is, is basically web two plus ownership and decentralization. Mm-hmm. like asset ownership you know so the way that the internet is going to evolve is it's going to become a virtual environment it seems i mean all of the writing's kind of on the wall with that like at some point we're either through augmented or virtual reality or some combination of the two we're just all going to kind of be connected to the internet which we already are with our phones it's just a natural evolution of of having that portable technology that's hooked into the internet you know so mm-hmm. you'll be able to just be like oh, i'm in the internet now mm-hmm. you know and there will be um, arguably digital currency, you know, which like blockchain is kind of the forerunner for Web3 because Web3 can be built on the blockchain infrastructure, which that's a lot of jargon that mm-hmm. you may have to go look up. But blockchain is what Ethereum, the, the cryptocurrency, is built on. It's basically a, uh, you can write applications, you can host websites. Like like blockchain is basically like a... a decentralized version of the internet Mm. so the reason that all this nerdy shit is cool to me is because the web 3 allows you to basically take assets from the real world or that were uh, created in the internet and you then can have ownership of them and trade them like they're the currency so it kind of introduces a bit of a bartering system Mm. Alongside having a digital currency, and NFTs are, would be an example of this, oh, where you can, you can a little combination of my world, anyway. Exactly, yeah, but in a digital sense. So, so not only will you be able to interface with the internet like it's <laughs> yeah. like it's something yeah. that you enter. Here's a picture of my couch. Can I have your car? No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. most people would say no, but maybe yeah. somebody really likes your fucking couch and doesn't like their car. What if you it's Sylvester know? Stallone's couch? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just some jackass's car like mine. But it's wild because you could you could then have art of a moment in time as an example, right? So you could be like, this is the moment that uh, this picture was taken of LeBron James winning this game in which he got one of his championship rings. Are you impressed with my sports analogy? I did. You sports balled the <laughs> shit out of that, bro. <laughs> you know, it's but it's a picture that was digitized and then turned into an NFT, which made it an item in the. In, no, they're already doing that. In, now, they? they are, yeah. yeah. And then that's the so Web three is already being developed. It's already we're you're you're not going to wake up one day and they're going to go here's Web three introducing yeah, Web three. It's just going to be a gradual money for thing. Shit. Oh yeah, and I don't Tons. understand why because it's a it's the same as the reason people pay ridiculous amounts of money for the Mona Lisa. Yeah. 
is it worth that much money? Somebody took a picture to somebody, with their fucking to, cell phone? to somebody, it is. You know, like to, it, just because it's like this is this is That's the insane. only one it's of cool, this. This is the only one of this. Once they make it an item, nobody else can make that an item. So it's like yeah. this is the only one of this in the virtual world. It's kind right? of like betting on the idea that huh. there's a Michelangelo in this NFT world. Who are the great artists of our time, and are are they clever enough to do NFTs? And if you are clever enough to have gotten that NFT real quick, yeah. you know, perhaps like you people. have the Mona Lisa. Go look up in the people. Future. That's almost. A, he's kind of what you're talking about he's like one of the earlier forms of what you're talking about yeah. but right. but it's it's fascinating to me because then you can you, you know it's it brings it's it's a whole new type of economy and it allows the internet to be decentralized which is the thing i like the most about yeah. it like it's like the the internet then becomes the internet of things and everybody owns pieces of it and everybody has their own sub ecosystems that they can exist mm -hmm. in and you can't there's no effective way to uh, centralize that and regulate it. I mean, at least not that, we, not that we know of, you know, currently, because it's like it's just due, by virtue of what it is, it just can't be. And I think any form of decentralization, especially as it pertains to the internet, because let's face it, whatever your feelings are about social media, uh, the internet is something that everybody should have. <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody should have access to. Um, sorry, I just had a spider crawl. Yeah, that was for kinda, those of you yeah, that yeah. are just like, whoa, what uh, happened there? I was like, is this real? What's going on? <laughs> it was not a small spider either. So yeah, I don't he know was over there. on the outside of the back, outside of the snake. He's been traveling him like a while ago. I'm really not too bad about spiders, generally speaking, but when they're on me without my permission, I usually on take issue too. with that. Yeah, I'm like, where are you going? What are you, you doing? <laughs> you know, since we derailed this real quick, I will mention probably people, some people probably hear that. That's a heater in the background. The clicks on oh, and yeah. off. We, we should probably remove that for the the winter. Yeah, time. we should just suffer and be cold. Well, that's that's. <laughs> Would spiders. you guys like that? Let us know if you want us to suffer for your amusement. <laughs> we'll find a warmer space. It'll be fine. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's what I know about Web three. Uh, there's a ton more. It's a it's kind of a so when a, you started talking about thing, but. barter system, I guess I was like, oh, so I mean, companies would say it's for sale for this, or you know, these are items we're looking for for whatever fucking reason mm -hmm. if you have these then we'll trade for this i thought that's what you meant this is like pictures pictures are an example of it but it's not gonna be like so well, like it's, it's not it's not actual tangible items though it's a rare well no well well in in the augmented verse it yeah. will be <laughs> so it's it's hard to think about because like, so have you ever tried vr jeff once yeah it was yeah. fucking super cool yeah it's really crazy so and that's just it's in its infancy right now it's very unwieldy with your drummer by the way and, Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. As, some, as somebody who has VR, having somebody over who's never tried it, it's like this fun. It's like makes it worth the purchase. Yeah, <laughs> just, every time. You get, to, every you get time. to relive that moment that you'll never get to have again the first time. <laughs> the drive, yeah. It was funny. The driving, he didn't have his driving seat. So oh, yeah. the driving thing wasn't right. So it didn't, it, that made me sick. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I tried to play a first person shooter game, but I was still sick from the other one. So I was done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That little one where you, I don't, I don't know, you're killing shit that comes at you. Or, yeah, yeah. Or the skydiving. <laughs> yeah. So that's the anyway, one that's So, so think me. about that, but advanced much further to where, yes, it's a virtual item that doesn't exist in the real world, but you can be wearing your regular glasses that you wear to read and you can see it in your hand and manipulate it and that kind of shit. Yeah. Or you could have your friends from halfway across the country in your virtual living room and actually see them and you're all hanging out and you can go look at this i have the original nft of the delorean from back to the future and we can actually sit in it like it's in my living room in virtual space so is it in the real world no but is
is it tangible in some way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it all sounds fucking just like an awful fucking way to live. <laughs> it's it's going to be an interesting. Fucking not cool. It's going to be interesting all. in the future. Imagine yeah. we, I, now two or three you, generations after NFTs and like, all this shit when they start getting like, used to it. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck no, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> what it don't you be. like about it? Yeah. The fact that people are just going to be doing that shit it's you basically a fucking sweet car man no look at like that shit now it, but it's in my it's in my virtual living people room. do that shit now if it seems real if but it feels real what's down. the difference oh, well think so. about it like <laughs> think about it like art on your wall i'm like, playing devil's advocate you you're, know you're for however reason you know whatever reason in the future you'll be wearing maybe little glasses or something but we'll just be connected to the internet maybe little contact lenses but on your wall you'll be able to change what you have and one of them might be instead of the mona lisa it's a NFT that you've collected in the same kind of way that you would the Mona Lisa, but it's it's by the artist that created it. It's certified. Everyone else agrees it's certified. It's tradable like money. I mean, it becomes kind of valuable, mm -hmm. but you can also display it on your wall just like you're painting. And it's kind of fun. It's like wearing 3D glasses when you're watching TV and with the 3D glasses TV. It's like, well, it's kind of fun to watch the TV just regular. And then you put them on. And you're like, oh, there's a little extra. Well, oh, fuck fuck you Mona know what? Lisa. Then I have a great idea. Let's build. A virtual street of dreams and have people tour our houses yeah they're doing that yeah like they're they're already selling virtual real estate yeah you can go live for, next for to web Stoop Stoop yeah Stoop like just in advance of it yeah yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> you know, it's, it's gonna be weird time will tell if it's gonna become a dystopian thing because i think it has every chance oh, to yeah, right you know it's yeah. all gonna come down to how we You're handle it right, and Jeff. we have a great track record of handling new technology <laughs> responsibly we got that <laughs> we got this. you know but there's always some part of my brain that's like i see the potential for this to be really fucking cool and i'm sure we'll fuck it up but but i'm interested to see me too i am too <laughs> it'll happen in our lifetimes i'm bet i'm betting it's going to be a gradual thing like i said you're not going to just wake up and be like hey welcome to web 3 you're just like it's just going to be small little changes like smartphones won't be smartphones they'll be glasses you know what yeah. i mean yeah. that'll probably be the first the first major shift and you'll be like oh would you take a chip wild would you i take wouldn't a chip? i wouldn't take a chip unless no. it was uh unless it was not able to connect to any other outside network like it couldn't have like it would have to be they tell you it wouldn't no i would have to know <laughs> <laughs> like it would have to not have that capability well, i say like, i wouldn't take a chip fuck that we carry chips around with us all several chips around with us in We're our only... wallets and in our yeah but thus far this can't cause me to have a fever or a seizure against my will right you know what that i mean like if something is if something you know is, well, yeah. I haven't ever heard of it, but right. unless you're already epileptic, which in that case, a movie could do that to you. But, but you know, like this, having this in here and tied into my vital systems to where it's just like, hey, we could just uh, blow that up and you yeah. die. Oh, as far as that goes, yeah, I just meant as far as tracking You know what I mean? Goes. If this blows up in my pocket, I will survive. But the trade-off <laughs> is you become, you have the power of ESP after that point. <laughs> and you have the power of infinite knowledge based on human knowledge. Uh-huh. And uh, no, I, you can also all, probably I watch already, YouTube. No, my oh, superpower. Well, I wasn't sold until the YouTube. Part. <laughs> my superpower, I can already get into your mind, anyways. Right, <laughs> back to the beginning of the show. It. Yeah. Well, that's good timing because this is the end of the show. Yeah, we should stop. I think we should I think, stop. I think we've had enough. I think I've had enough for sure. <laughs> this has been an, another lovely Friday with y'all. Yeah. Uh, we hope you guys will will write us at just a ride pod at gmail .com. It's just a ride pod. Just a ride pod. Visit scatcast.com and you can check out all the cool merch. We've got the 2.7. We've got the, the Shadow Boxer. We've got Rock Talk in Life. We've made some goofy shirts. We're going to we'll make some new more. ones coming yeah. up. We've, we've, been, we've been brainstorming some new merch as well. So. Indeed. And uh, we've got an announcement next week that we're going to make. 
Uh, and all of you guys that are joining the navigation program, uh, program, we'll start that in January or so. Probably. Uh, Seems right. We'll see. We're going to build up a little backlog of people writing in about their stuff. Yep. So. so if you've got some stuff that you want to share with our community, uh, write that at navigators at the, the, the email that I said earlier. And if I don't only, fucking know. It's been only, a couple hours. We're tired. And listen, if only one or two of you send us navigator stuff, then we'll know precisely how many people listen to the end of these episodes. That's right. So we'll you're, really just t- you're really just tipping your hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at, as always, at the end of the show, uh, we'll talk at you in the future. It will seem like the present. present. <laughs> Zach just came. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ride. Bing, Bing. bong.